Three, two, one. Light that candle. All right, and they're off. Uh, welcome to another Cleveland Moto Corona cast. Um, check, make sure nobody's fucking drinking Corona. All right, you all look good. Water. Everybody's cool. Bagel, nice. Oh, Prohibition. Well done, sir. Yes, well done. Got a PBR. Uh, you had a PBR. Way to go. What are you on, Cam? Uh, just water. Just water. You're get a get a favor of that tooth. You've yeah. got the uh, the gold horn. Yeah, a little eight percenter. It's nice. It's got yeah, a little exactly. Little kick That's to it. nice. Yeah. And Kromke, you are always you're always good for the good for a bottle. What was your bottle? Uh, put a hobbin, Casper. Oh, really? Jeez. Uh, just finished my uh, my whiskey tasting Zoom call. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> you're done. So you do your whiskey Zoom call before this one, right? But it starts at six o'clock. So you've got an hour and forty of drinking right know. now. <laughs> it's, so, it's called so, priming. So Dan has a hell of a head start on all of us. Same so expecting big things from you, Dan. Dan, yeah. I found a twenty-year-old bottle of Polish beer. Would you want it? Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> a twenty-year-old bottle of Polish beer? Yeah, it was in our basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's risky business, right there, friend. Yeah. My yeah. advice is sell it online. Yeah, I, I've got a case of the original, case of the new uh, POC, the nineteen, the nineteen ninety eight POC. Uh, right when our shop was getting started, uh, the Westlake Brewing Company did a whole run of the original blend or the original recipe. Yeah, that's Cleveland. You got Chris Smith. Look at that circle. Oh no! Square. Look out! Yeah, there we go. And off into the mic. Yes. <laughs> All right. So COVID the hell out of this thing. So for anybody that's listening that um, doesn't know who Bagel is, Bagel, who are you? I am uh, Bagel from re the uh, Recycle Garage in Santa Cruz, California, and uh, from the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast, and many, many years of riding scooters throughout the United States and around the world. Excellent. A couple times. Very cool. <laughs> and if anyone has any advice on moving to Germany or Portugal, or what, what, were the, what was your list of the questions you asked? Or, or New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand. I'm considering backup plans right now. The, uh, there is a YouTube, there's a YouTube channel that's called, like, Ask That German Girl. Oh, yeah? It's a really good YouTube channel of a young lady who's been living in the States. She's been living in Cincinnati, actually, for, I think, the past two or three years. And she's originally from München. So um, she answers all kinds of questions people have about Germany if they're considering going there or living there. And she's really fun to watch. She's really, really fun. But one of the guys was like, here's 10 reasons you should never live in Germany. And so she answered his video of the 10 reasons you should never live in Germany. And mm -hmm. you thought she was just going to decimate him. But she was like, no, he's got a point on that one, and he's got a point <laughs> on that one. And, uh, he is German, so, you know, this is, yeah. this is true. <laughs> she, she was like, yeah, he's got a point. And, but the funny thing was, was the taxes. And I know that when you, when you live in Germany, it's hard to understand that there's like, there is still a, um, a poly tax. There's still a, a, a Eastern tax. So there's still a tax that you pay to support the wall that came down, like to support East Germans that yep. you still pay to this day. And that was quite a while ago when that happened. So yeah, really uh, interesting thing to listen to that. So that's one you might want to watch because I was looking at a lot of those and I was like, Ooh, yeah, that's, Oh, that's painful. It is. It's pretty tough. You get a lot for your money though. 
True. And I have lived in Germany for two and a half years, so I'm, right. I'm familiar with the country. Yeah, you're familiar with the idea of the live-in there. The, the toughest thing is the education, which is the best value in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the one you really want to get. Like, that's where you want to go there for. So, yeah. is that sweet, sweet education. But that's it's a year cool. and a half, so. Yeah, that's it. So, that's, it's super fun. But I was thinking about that when I was like, well, I could, could I picture Bagel in New Zealand? That's the one that I think is the most exciting. Yep. Who is that? Sleepy. Is yeah. that Sleepy? Okay. It's my fucking daughter, dude. She's upstairs trying to FaceTime people, not realizing that all Macintoshes, no matter what, are all connected. And oh. Like, oh, no. <laughs> dude, let's jump in on her FaceTime. Let's make this shit real. Make it weird. Put an end to that real quick. <laughs> Anybody tried this yet? Wait, I'm going to try to get it so you can read it. Bold? Yeah, Canada Dry Bold. Oh, oh. It's for people who live in a part of America where you can't get Verners. Ah, okay. (laughs) If you live somewhere in America, you can't get Verners, but you want to make a good cocktail with ginger in it, um, this is a Canada Dry Bold is a suitable substitute. Um, It's workmanlike. It works. It's good. It brings out the, the, the drink in your drink. So, you know, a little bit of rum and you're in business. Excellent. Or in this case, a whole lot of rum and you're in business. So the, uh, it's, it's fun. So anybody get any riding in today? Uh, uh, Not today. There's only know? one of us that probably could have at this point. Bagel. I think Bagel's the only one that could. <laughs> offer. <clears throat> I could have, but I didn't. I yeah. rode up to the, I rode from the one garage to the other garage. Oh, you did? That counts. <laughs> it counts. Yeah. It's never stopped. You have torn apart, so. <laughs> it just beautiful. never yeah it just never quit snowing ever yeah. well this is fourth winter if you remember <laughs> third winter this is fourth winter oh, it'll man. go to spring again for a day another mm-hmm. winter we might get one or two i don't know we might get one more and then after that it goes to a 97 degrees 120 percent humidity summer right mm-hmm. yeah i agree 20 percent humidity there you go yeah i <laughs> This this one, we've been really busy. Like we've been perfectly busy for the past week or two, having the weird weather we've had, a couple three good days, a couple three bad days. But today was just that one. You we couldn't make the door. We couldn't get anybody to show up. That was it. Um there was no chance of having to shoo anybody away or whatever. But the uh yeah, we had one guy come into the shop all day long and he wanted to look at the uh SSR uh little 70cc kids bikes. That was all he wanted. Yeah. Cool. And I gave him, I was like, this is great. Yeah, sure. Kid's going to love this. It's going to be awesome. And he's like, well, it's for me. <laughs> and he was about 260 pounds. And We're going to have to put more air in the tire. Yeah. Well, the SSR 70s are the same size as a PW50 or a Honda XR50. So they got the little tiny eight inch wheels. And I was like, dude, the maximum weight capacity on those is like 85 pounds. So I'll sell it to you. I'll take your money, but you're going to break it now. But- Put tennis balls in the tires. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw that. That guy was like, how did y'all win the races without blowing a tire? He's like, I'll give you the secret. <laughs> and I love the fact that he gave you the formula and he's like, okay, yeah, if you've got a 16 inch tire, you need uh, 11 tennis balls. Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> or one basketball. So you just, you run the tennis balls and no inner tube? Right. Yeah. yeah. And you just put, no air in it. Yeah, you just put tennis balls where air in an inner tube should be. Wow. I'm, I'm wondering how that's even possible to get that 
that bead back onto the, the rim. Because if That's it's what Marit just said. She's like, if you get the bead, yeah. how, mm-hmm. and if you obtain it, how do you keep it? Because really, if you're able to easily slip it on, it's going to come off. Oh, yeah. No, no. The, the worst thing in the world ever is a tire that mounts easily. Yeah, right. You know? If you're like, if your tire goes on, you're like, wow, that went on like nothing. Don't trust that tire. It'll but, come off like nothing. It'll come off like nothing. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that, I was on the understanding that, that he made it tubeless. So, like, he, he probably taped the nipples mm-hmm. and yeah. pressurized it. Just yep. tape <laughs> my, my nipples are taped right now. Oh. <laughs> you don't tape your nipples? <laughs> How do you run? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, okay. So, so he three M he three M taped his nipples yeah. and he put a regular uh tubeless valve stem on it. Right. And so he did air over tennis balls. Right. And I think I think the thing that he said, like the reason that he was able to win all the races is because if other people get a flat, they're fucked. Right. So oh, he yeah. got the tennis balls at least. Oh, so, so this is more of a run flat system, not an actual yeah. air inflation method. Correct. I'll go along with that. And what, which race was this? A pit Around bike. his block. Oh, okay. No, he's like a pit bike superstar. Yeah, yeah he's a pit bike superstar. Yeah. yeah. He's one of those idiots. He's like a 160-pound <laughs> like guy jumping a 12-inch wheel bike 60 feet. Mm-hmm. So the store's been not, not slammed, huh? You haven't had any looky-loos coming in trying to cough and lick the bikes or anything? Well, we, we get that. But the, uh, the fun thing, though, is like it, we've eliminated all the bullshit. So basically what it's done is we've put a filter on our store. And the filter is set to spend. Like it's basically set to um, – one, fr- one of my friends, uh, Bob, at Minneapolis said, you browse online, you buy in person. So if you want to browse – that's great. We've got a website that we've spent 20 years building so you can browse your tits off. But if you want to buy things, that's what you're here for. And it's pretty great because uh, we sold a DSR today. And anybody who knows about zeros knows that that's not cheap. Right. And uh, so that was good. We we're really, we were happy to do that. And yesterday we delivered the DSR to the uh, Metro Parks Police Department. So that was great. So we got to do that. What office is that going into? It's going to be out of the, the one right down. It's called the Fairview Park office, but it's the one that's right down there on uh, Valley Road, Valley View Road. At, at the bottom of the Worcester Road Hill there? Right across from the big Met golf course. Beautiful. That's yep. cool. And so I delivered that to those guys yesterday and trained them on the uh, DSRP. And uh, the two guys that we had originally trained up to be the officers who were going to be riding that bike were six foot tall and five foot ten, respectively. And um, they're not going to be riding the bike now. Officer, I'm going to get this right, Gun Ochoa, or I think, is going to be riding it. He's every bit of four foot 14. And, uh, that sounds about right. Watching him climb, watching him scamper up onto the back of the DSR uh, is hilarious. He rides a Sportster on the regular, and he, he's got to do an ADV mount and dismount. So the only way he can get onto that bike is via the peg in the side stand. Mm-hmm. So that is his only option. Oh, looks like we're getting Mr. McElfriend. Directly, be, it looks like you're shooting us with a laser, dude. It is. I've I feel a sudden burst of. Uh, there you go. Just keep your head right there. Oh, fuck you. Okay, now, <laughs> now you're good. So yeah. Phil, is that is that DSRP available to the general public? No, it's not. 
Um, if you look, I just shot a YouTube video and threw it up on the, uh, on the Cleveland Moto page um, of me playing with it. And you'll see why as soon as you watch the video, you'll know why it's not available to the general public. It's full on lights and sirens and all the good shit. PA system. The rest of it, though, is a normal bike. The bike, the, the bike has no special features, unlike the military Zero that has a special switch on it. So the military Zero is an, called an MMX, and it's got a special switch with one of those uh, safety lockouts on it where you can engage that. If the battery is at zero, you can flip that switch and get it to actual biblical zero, um, which is many, many more miles if you're being shot at. So um, it will damage the battery. Your, your lifespan of your battle battery might be done after that, but it will get your ass out of trouble. So, um, but all the zero motorcycles, all electric motorcycles in the past 10 years, the bottom has really just been a engineered false bottom so that you don't really get low enough in the lithium battery to fuck you over, to, to hurt the bike. So, all the yeah. drone companies did that many years ago. Like all the, prof like, sorry, like we were professional using like, you know, whatever. But like when DJI and stuff came out, they added all the stupid filters. So like, you'd be like, I got 20% of this fucking battery and it would just land and you can't do it. Just yeah. it saving the batteries. Now bagel has the Fiat, the electric, the Fiat 500 electric. Yeah. Now, when I was with you, when that thing was down to like uno per cento, right. Yep. Um, when you get to, you know, no per cento, yep. uh, does it just stop or oh, no. it, it, it lets you keep going. Um, and I, there was one time where I had to coast on zero for a lot longer than I really wanted to, <clears throat> to make it to that charging station, but I made it. Really? Um, yeah. It does have a false bottom built in as well. I think it's about, well, it's actually a false bottom and a false top. So I think they've got about 5% on either side. Really? And that's, that's done to, to lengthen the life of the battery because, okay. because like you were saying, if you drain it all the way, that severely limits the lifespan because the physical connections start to break down when you really run it dry. Um, <clears throat> so they've engineered, engineered that all in. It was a system designed by Bosch and it's worked really, really well. Fantastic. I know the other day when I brought the Zero um, SRF home and I brought it in the driveway at 1%, I went out and drove it until it was 0% and then I drove it some more. And the only reason I stopped driving it around the neighborhood was I got, frankly, I just got freaking tired of driving the bike in circles around the neighborhood. And it was one of those jokes. It was like, it, it kind of was an ever decreasing slowness. Mm -hmm. So the, when I got to 1%, the bike really didn't want to go over 45 miles an hour. But then when I got to 0%, the bike didn't want to go over 35 miles per hour. And yeah. I could continue to loop the block, apparently in a limitless number of times, and it would still hold 30 miles per hour, but it wouldn't go above that. Now, I never got it to go, obviously, never got it to go below zero, but I was able to go s several miles on zero. So, huh. fucking, who knows what zero actually is? I didn't have to push it. It's a motorcycle you sell. What's that? It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad joke. <laughs> I, like, I, like, Phil, I like the picture that you posted of you delivering the, well, you didn't post of you, but the people that received it. You know, yeah. the park, they're all going ape shit. They're closing the park down. They're saying, keep your social distance. You're delivering the bike. And the ranger and her, or whatever, the, whoever they were, they were basically like tongue kissing over the bike. Like they were just hanging. That's the, uh, that's the chief of police. So that's, uh, that's the chief of the police. That's Chief Dolan. Uh, she's the chief of police of the Metro Parks. And that's Officer Gunn, first name Gunn. Great first name to be a cop, by the way. Uh, yeah, Gun Chow. 
So Gunn uh, Gun was there. He's the operator. She's the one that spearheaded this. And CEI, I, I believe our power company, is the company that's paying for that. Our electrical illuminating company is the one who's paying for that bike. Yeah, okay. So that, yeah, that bike is being provided as a grant from the power company. So, so Johnny, come lately. Am I here or no? You're here. Yeah. You're here. Okay. Cheers. Hold <laughs> Johnny. In the game. Yeah. So yeah, I'm out in the garage. I see that. I'm considering. Try, I'm considering trying to work on a motorcycle. Yeah. Is that a wise decision or no? You have fun with that. Give my. Put some bear, head bearings in my FT500. There you go. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Did you ever pick up the snowblowers? That's uh, Charlemagne up there to begin with. And all the rest of the stuff that he's trading you for your Africa twin? Deals off. Oh. <laughs> Deals off. We got snow. I'm giving up uh. on a snowblower now. His <laughs> hands are too small. The yeah. Val yeah, the value of a snowblower, <laughs> compared to an Africa twin, the value of a snowblower just went up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought your wife was going to put the kibosh on it. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not the weak link. Okay. That's a very strong one. <laughs> Did she get to ride on the back or drive it or what if that took place? She could ride wherever she wants if she can get me an Africa twin. <laughs> <laughs> With the stroke of her hand, too, no less. With the stroke of a hand. <laughs> the magic wand. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da! Magic twin. <laughs> Bagel has no idea what we're talking about, which is great. I believe. I believe. You don't want to know, man. I really do. Our Mexican friends call that Meco Fresh, right? Actually, uh, I have the laptop plugged into my stereo, so I can hear better. You're not getting any feedback or anything, are you? Oh, oh now, the light behind you is super annoying, but yeah, that I try, I, that's a shop fucking light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Try moving things. Yeah, your camera okay. looks like it's from the 80s. There you oh, go. Yeah. That's yeah. better. That's perfect. Beautiful. Yeah, he has my Fisher Price, my first, uh, what do you call it? Like Zoom. My first laptop. Yeah, <laughs> my <laughs> Maybe if I wipe it off a little bit. <laughs> what do you call those damn cameras? My first uh, webcam. That's it. <laughs> so is this live? Okay, Sleepy, first of all, the idea of Fisher-Price having my first webcam. Yeah. you had a blue gun over there. What are you doing? Oh, I was just cleaning up my workbench a little bit. <laughs> oh, I thought you were actually yeah. doing something. I was like, no. <laughs> oh, geez. I'm, I'm relegated to the basement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes, nice sometimes I wonder, I watch these shows with people that like, you know, with the um, Asperger's or like ADD or something like that, or maybe they're especially challenged. And I wonder sometimes if I don't really fit right into this. You do. <laughs> if you don't think you're on the spectrum, you haven't found the right test yet. <laughs> Speaking of my wife, she'd like to thank you for uh, getting us involved in Zoom. She used it and had a, a happy hour with her girlfriends. Oh, that yeah. went over well. Got a couple texts from the ladies. They were hung over the next day, so good on them. <laughs> did a good job. Nice. Merritt made the mistake of disclosing to one of her work associates that we that we were doing this on Zoom, 
And one of her work associates was like, oh yeah, well, I'll, I'll check that out. No, don't fucking check this out. Yeah, that's not <laughs> great. That can't no. be good. That, yeah. That's terrible. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, what, that's why I'm not huh. drinking today because I, I had a, um, a work happy hour on Wednesday. Yeah. I finished the other half of one that I started the last podcast and I finished the other half of tequila that I did on the other one. Mm-hmm. No. Done. Yeah. For yeah. the week. Done. Yeah. Antisocial at that point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now that we're going video, maybe I should give some consideration to the type of content I'm putting out there for the world to see. <laughs> um, I work Man, with uh, probably not. No. <laughs> hey, I wanted to let I wanted to let you guys know since we've been spending so much time at home, Mrs. Smith and I just finished Netflix. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Yeah. Excellent. The uh, the good news is when we're done with the actual virus, the human virus, uh, we're going to get taken over. Our computer's going to get taken over by the Zoom virus because I have no idea where the fuck the the whole internet found all this bandwidth because memory and bandwidth used to be expensive. Right. And Toledo. It came out of Toledo. Bandwidth around like it's no big deal. You know, every fucking... Nick's cat's Locker asshole is just front and center. Right <laughs> there was actually an article that 500 user accounts got hacked on Zoom and that they got <laughs> passwords. So if you use the same password for Zoom as your um, email, you'd want to change that because you definitely, because that was a problem. Yeah. Would that person help me return all my emails? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I got the COVID. 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 <coughs> got the Roner. Self isolate. Hey, I was at the bank today. Oh. Yeah, I was. I was. I was oh, waiting boy. in a short line, and there was a. Uh, there was one young lady in front of me. She was an Asian lady, and uh, she was trying to exchange yen for dollars. And there was obviously some. She was a little irritated, and she asked the teller. Why a change? Yesterday, I got $200 yen. Today, I get $180. Why a change? So the teller just shrugged his shoulders and said, fluctuations. And the Asian lady says, well, fluck you white people, too. Only been better if you'd have worn the teeth from breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even funny, man. Like you know, twenty percent of people, twenty percent of Asian people have cataracts. (laughs) The other thirteen percent have Lincolns. (laughs) <laughs> Rankins. <God>. Rankins. <laughs> Rankins, yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. So I and, guess then, and then the podcast went downhill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's nice that we could turn it really awful this, this early in. Well, we wanted to make sure it was really bad before Tom left. What do you call a woman with one leg? Eileen. What do you call an Asian woman with one leg? Irene. <laughs> We need a third step to that joke. That joke, that joke desperately needs a three. That's a three-legged stool of a joke, if ever I heard. What yep. do you call a Hispanic woman with no legs? Consuelo. <laughs> Mission accomplished. That's the third leg to that joke. 
Bagel nailed it. You like, built the perfect joke. That is the third leg that that joke needs. Yep. But the thing is, now Bagel has to report that to the California Board of Bad Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm calling Kevin Newsom right after this podcast. To, uh, so to how was the podcast with the flyover Midwesterners? <laughs> You'd be like, well, they got into the racial humor about 10 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've all spent enough time with Liza to understand that she's no pillar of social correctness. Oh, no. no. She's horrible no. to be around. When, But then the point is, like, she can be in the middle of the circle and shooting out in all directions. Yeah. So that's, it's, it's a different scene for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's the way it should be. You should Wait, be able to laugh at yourself. Is that intro behind you? Yep, Megan over. Well, as long as it's funny, that's all I'm saying. Well, that's funny, a good. That's a good standard. Yeah. So yeah. who's going to who's going to sell their left testicle first to buy the new Honda Trail 125? Yeah. Steve, that's what I figured. Yeah, that's that's pretty solid. The, but is uh, it is it actually coming to America? Well, why not? I'm I sure. mean. The, the, the powertrain, the motor family, homologation, that's all there. All they got to do is bolt the silly tall wheels on it and some different kind of a frame, and you, you got it. Um, did I hear that was being called like the hunter or the, the huntsman or the, the Jägermeister or whatever the fuck it is? It's, it doesn't just have a name like Trail 125 or CT. I think it's called the hunter over in Japan. The hunter? Okay. Over the slayer. No, that's parked in my garage. I am not going to buy an ADV 150, I've decided. Really? Yeah. Because huh? after looking at it, it's the, it's, I'm going to wait for the 300 if it, if it actually comes here. Yeah, fair enough. Because yeah. the, the Forza is way better than the, than that other one. And the four, yeah. the new Forza is excellent, but they just won't import it. Yeah. So, well, so speaking of ADV and 300 something. Oh, yeah. Did you guys check out the, uh, the thing I sent before, the KTM 3? Uh, what, what size is it? 390. So here, check this thing out. Let's look at this thing real quick. Hold on here. Yes, that's it. While you're Kromke. looking for that, it looks like Daniel Kromke has some good scotch. Yeah, that was very nice. So there it is. That's, that's, this thing supposedly is the, the bee's knees, man. It met all the requirements, all the things that the guys want. It's I'm not seeing it. Looks like a 400 naked bike with a windshield on it. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it does look. Uh, yeah, the headlight is uh, very much like the TNT 302s. Uh, it's got that very same angular uh, headlight that we but like the thing so much. Is, is like if you read the review though, it's not small. Like it's not. They just didn't slap some tires and a thing on onto the Duke 390. Like if you scroll down here. Uh, the yeah. dude on it, and he's it's a pretty big bike. Like, where is it? It's uh, is the back a 17 and the front a 19? Is that what we got going on there? I think so. Yeah, okay. He's a big dude. He's he said he's 200. Here, wait, where was it? He's two. Well, yeah, I can see he hasn't missed too many breakfasts. No, he's it's basically <laughs> any of us, <laughs> right? He said he's 240 pounds in gear, so yeah. he's officially our, our podcast listener size. He's but a wee lad. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not a small bike though, and like they're saying that it hits all the marks. So, like, do you think that this is a trend? Are we going to start seeing a lot more like with the small stuff? Is that coming into play now? Or, well, they got to do some. So the the whole game is that everyone right now is playing Polish Minefinder. They're just dancing around and hoping they step on something good. The uh, there's nothing 
there's nothing happening at this point that seems like it's predictable or repetitive. I'm sorry, repeatable. Everything these guys are all sh- like everybody's trying a different approach. Harley Davidson's at this point going with uh, the Pan America. They're doing the Bronx. They're doing these uh, leader class, wildly different bikes plus the live wire. And then you've got KTM and BMW, which are doing a lot of the smaller displacement bikes. Right now, who the fuck knows, man? And right in the middle of the chaos and the turmoil, they put Corona, which was just like the best possible thing to just fuck with everybody. Um, I saw a great story that said like, what's going to happen to dealerships? And it basically said, nobody has any fucking idea and we don't even know why we bothered publishing this shit. So we were, we needed to fill, you know, 1200 words. So we don't have an idea. Do you? Yeah. Nobody knows. That's uh, who knows who's going to buy anything brand new next year when people have had a three month whole shot in their income for the, for the year. Right. Well, that's the What's going to happen to dealerships? The same thing that's been happening to dealerships for years. They're going to take it in the ass. They're going to struggle to survive. Right. They're going to have to be. <clears throat> and only the true idiots are going to survive. Well, and the other thing too, like, so your business model where you carry mostly like things that you get, like, so they're used bikes and affordable. Like, yeah. I mean, that, that opens up a lot. Like if you're a dealership where you have to constantly push new bikes on people that don't need a new bike, that's going to fail, man. You're just not going to be able to do that. So there's an article out right now that says, uh, what if there's no hypothetical questions? <laughs> don't, don't pick the mic up. You're killing us, Chris. Leave the mic. <laughs> I, I got to get in. Well, that, that bike is a trail cub. Trail Cub, yeah, yeah. Is it called oh, a trail, trail Cub? Trail Cub. Okay, I like that. It's maybe the, I will buy one of those. Geez, no, it shouldn't be this TC. It should be the CT. Cub Trail. Yeah, yeah. Keep it. But is that wait? What does is that what CT stands for? No. What does CT stand for? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> but they already had a CT125 that was like a mo a standard motorcycle. It was a motorcycle. A huge rack on the back. Hmm. I wish they would put the dual that's, range transmission back on it, though. That's not normally where I like to find the huge rack, but it'll do. Yeah. Steve, that was kind of the deal breaker for me. Not that I'd ever actually spend the money to buy a new bike, but yeah, no dual range transmission. Uh, maybe you know, maybe that comes along in a later years or something like that. But that's really what I like the CT for: is you can have that fifty percent gear reduction and you can climb a tree with it. The Hunter Cub. The Hunter Cub CT one. Well, they did. They did retain the CT one twenty five. I'm totally okay yeah. with that. And and I love the paint scheme because the paint scheme is exactly what it should be. Mm-hmm. So they nailed it. Um, the green is not offensive at all. I like the military green. Yeah, I I that like everything nice. about that. Yeah, Bucking, I love that thing. Um, I would replace the uh, heat shield with something chrome to match the one that's on Oscar's bike. It'd be black, to be honest with you. You could probably paint that with like a heat retardant black and it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Well, or you could paint it with a learning disabled chrome and it'd be even better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see a problem with that. I, I was waiting for the joke. <laughs> <laughs> and I recently wow. picked up a, a CT110. Yeah. For less than a buck a CC, actually. That's, that's right. perfect. That's the right way to do it. I yep. mean, fuck, man. Honestly, that looks more fun than the KTM. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. Well, I mean, just for instance, so last week we all went, we put about 150 miles um, on all of our small bikes. I rode my Chinese Grom, uh, every, like, uh, what you had the K125 or his uh, Kawasaki 125 and Oscar rode his Vespa. And well, Nick cheated and rode a 300cc something. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it counts. <laughs> but but the thing is, is that I, I honestly had more fun on that small bike ride than I would on a big bike ride. It was totally, yeah. there's, there's something about going slow, fast, that is, is way more fun than going fast, fast. Like it's just, yeah. you know. I don't know if the Grim is like this on the open road, but the Z125, you kind of forget it's underneath you and you just kind of feel like you're floating through space and you're just doing whatever you want to do. Like it doesn't, like. Yeah, the, you're not scared of anything. The Z-Rex is well over, I think it's like 560 pounds. Um, so you're very aware that that bike is underneath you at all times. Whereas with like the Z125, you just kind of forget it's there and it just feels like you're like, yeah. And, and if you explain anything besides just you're floating along through space. Right. And, and if you need to, you can jump, it almost feels like you can just jump off and walk away from the bike if you had to, cause it's so small. Yeah. Although I have to admit on a couple of the downhills when we were hitting about 65 or 70, like this, like, you know, just full balls down the hill. Those 12-inch wheels, or ten, however big they are, 12 or 10 or whatever, they didn't feel all that solid going that fast. <laughs> Dude, I was an 8-inch. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sir, that, that would have been scary. Well, yeah. well, that and my bike only had, doesn't have a damper on the front. It's just a spring. <laughs> it's, it's like a fucking boat. There is nothing sketchier yeah. than an Allstate at 60 miles an hour. Like, <laughs> yeah. Those are not even golf cart wheels. Those are tiny, 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 and they're all the dangerous things. They're split rim, and they have inner tubes in them. They're speed rated to 42 miles per hour, (laughs) and and they're white walls, right? (laughs) So it's going to – it looks fucking cool when you crash, but, like – Anybody who's ever ridden a, like a Vespa, an old large frame Vespa with eight inch wheels and the pogo stick front end, which meant it's all state, which means Sears doesn't want you to live past your first Because <laughs> um, all the other ones had dampeners on them. Seriously, I'm not joking. Yeah. All of the other fucking bikes that people paid real money for in Italy got a dampener. But it was only the shit that they exported to fucking Chicago that ended up having no fucking dampener because hillbillies, I mean, I mean farmers don't care. <laughs> and it's you get on one of these things and you ride it and you realize before you've even gotten into third gear, it's a really rotten idea. And yet I've been behind Oscar <laughs> going 55 miles an hour on his. Fucking <laughs> 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 it. Actually, the, the, the Speedo was packed all the way to the top. It was just bouncing on the, on the end of it. Yeah, let's take a look. There they are. There, there's the, there's the, the Motley crew. Oh, the, the yeah, look at that. Yeah. Nice. That ride made me realize that I really, really need a fender eliminator for the back. Yeah, it's already ordered. You're good. It's, it's been ordered. So thanks, Phil. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm debating doing the exhaust on here tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, here tomorrow. Well, that came there. from Parts Unlimited, and Parts Unlimited ships shit out super fast. Awesome. Oh, yeah, they're good. Even in this time of COVID. Um, the weird thing is, if anybody knows of a company called Kimco, uh, Kimco Scooter Company, for the past seven years, they've been notorious for the world's worst parts shipping. So, like, if you needed parts for your Kimco and you went to your dealer, <coughs> it would always be like the third or fourth phone call. You'd be like, look, we ordered your parts. We didn't fuck you over. We ordered your parts. I assure you, they're just that slow. 
But now we're getting Kimco parts in like four days, five days. So that's what it took to get fast parts fulfillment from Kimco. Wow. 30,000 people dying. Yeah. That's it. What, I'm, what I'm bummed out about with that 125 is that it feels like your engine's breathing through a straw. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, that's, and I don't know what you can do. I mean, everybody, you read on all the forums, not that they know anything, right. but it seems like it's a design. Yeah. It's designed to be that way just to get good fuel economy. Of course. There's so, nothing, there's nothing so you, you can, can do about it. You can put more in, air into it. You can put more air out of it. Mm -hmm. And it's not particularly difficult or expensive to do, but what is expensive is the fact that on the Groms and on the Z125s, you really need a standalone. You need a, you either need like a, a power commander or you need a standalone uh, computer. So I actually called Yoshimura today to see if, um, you know, there, there were people talking about installing the, Yoshimura RS2 exhaust on the Z125s and getting like a purpley yellow uh, color change on the header pipe. Mm. And I was trying to figure out if that was just, that's what happens, or if it's because it's getting too hot because it's running too lean without a tune with the exhaust. And the consensus is, is that I may indeed be able to just run the Yoshimura by itself before I put the computer on, because it's not a big deal to spend 520 bucks to buy an exhaust for a bike. Um, if you really like the bike, it's a big deal when to run that $520 exhaust, you need $750 worth of standalone computer and, uh, auto tuner and a wideband. Yep. I would just slap the exhaust on and call it a day. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't want to spend all that money on an exhaust and have it discolor because it's too hot, but apparently that's just what it does. But I thought, I thought the whole point of EFI was like, if you're changing elevations and stuff, it adjusts itself. So when you adjust the pipe, shouldn't the EFI learn what the hell's going on with the, the bike? So it can adjust itself apparently up to 125%. And apparently the, depending on who you ask, changing the full exhaust system, going to a race exhaust on the Z125, is either right at the upper limit of that or beyond the upper limit of that. So I think I'm just going to put the exhaust on when I hit 600 miles and finish the break-in. And then whenever I get around to it after that, putting the, putting the computer on and the, the A-Racer standalone, I think it's the A-Racer Mini 5 ECU and the auto tuner. And then from there I can add a cam and an intake if I want to. Okay. Yeah. I still because if that bike didn't bog going uphill, if that bike had enough power that it wouldn't bog down going uphill, I don't mind dropping a gear. Right. But if I drop a gear and then I'm out of the power band and I bog, yeah. If I if I'm at a point where that bike doesn't bog anymore, that would be my favorite motorcycle that I own. Well, that was that was the thing last week that impressed me. I was beating Steve up the hill on my Chinese ground that I broke in by going, "Oh, there's two miles on it. I will go full throttle the entire yeah. time for the rest of my night." Definitely noticed. <laughs> Yeah, but I was still. I didn't. I wasn't downshifting either. So I wasn't either, dude. I just held the thing like that. my. I had one position on my throttle most of the time, and that was like yeah, off and on. <laughs> I think with you, Cam, that you, a power valve. I mean, it's one twenty-five, but still a power valve that would restrict the exhaust at low RPM, and that would open up at higher RPM. Because no matter what I've done with that ruckus. I mean, I re-jetted it. I re-positioned the needle. I did all that other stuff with it. And with the uh, let-out exhaust, it had a higher top speed, but the mid-range sucked. So, I mean, the low yeah. end, the mid-range sucked. So, 
it seems to me that it like it likes that restriction at low speed, but it it wants it opened up at high speed. Right. So I agree. The cam that I was looking at, which I don't think is available anymore, but all the dynographs I found for the camshaft, Yoshimura does make a camshaft for the Z125. But the cool thing is, is that a million people make Z125 camshafts because a million people make camshafts for the, uh, what is it, the KLX 110? KLX 110, yeah. Yeah, and there's yeah, a huge aftermarket for that bike. So yeah. you can find, a for my bike at least, I can find a camshaft that'll give me, I'm willing to sacrifice a little low end as long as I have mid-range and top end. If I've got power over 4,000 RPM, I'm never below 4,000 RPM on that bike. That's fine by me. But I'm agreeing, I agree with you, uh, Hoff, that I am not willing to give up four to seven thousand rpm to have to run it at top end all the time right right and i like my yoshimura exhaust and and the ruckus i mean there's only 50 cc's but yeah but uh the the still the derby i mean that one derby i rode with yeah. that 50 cc that like it spun up to like twenty thousand rpm or whatever yeah. that crap. was sweet yeah that was uh i mean that it just shows you can get power out of a 50 cc motor and it's they're just not producing power as much i mean i guess longevity and, and economy uh trump trump uh power so at least yeah i mean it's uh i feel like the, i feel like you have a little bit more versatility with the uh grom engine than the z125 does as far as what you can do without having to um upgrade it or no, I think in your case, the deal is is that you can just get like a power commander and an auto tuner and you're good to go. Whereas on a Z125, the only real solution is to run a standalone system. Oh, like well, completely replace that, the computer. I mean, the, dynos, the dynos on all those things, no matter what they do, they're like, oh, we did all this. We spent like 500 bucks on it. And the dynos show you like a half a horsepower. So, I mean, you just spent 500 bucks for a half a horsepower and like yeah. two oh, no. an hour. It is, it is easier to find 100 horsepower in a V8 than it is to find one horsepower in a 125. Yeah, but that said, I mean, the dyno sheets I was looking at earlier with the A-Racer, this is on a Z125. This is A-Racer Mini 5, your Yoshimura RS2, and right. the in-the-box intake. Mm -hmm. was at the rear wheel was like a, a 1.2, 1.3 horsepower, which is sounds laughable because no, that's, that's pretty fantastic. That's amazing though. And I mean, that's like a real seat of the pants noticeable <laughs> thing. And the guy even said, I don't bog down going up hills anymore. And that's, that pretty much sells me. Now, if you put a cam on top of that, that's, I can't, I mean, you can do big bore kits and stuff, but I think I'll be where I want to be with my bike with exhaust intake cam and a standalone. <laughs> Oh, or you could just buy a 300. Or I could just buy a 300. <laughs> they made a 300 with a, what is it, 12-inch wheel? That would be all over that. Uh, I think my buddy was telling me that there's people fitting the Rebel 300 engine into the monkeys now. Yeah. Um, so one of our podcast listeners, uh, Big Ben. So Big Ben has chimed in on the occasion. Um, he's the guy who gave us the link and the price for the ADV 150 for uh, Steve. So this is what he's starting his weekend out with, and that is the probably the worst thing in the world, Jim Beam Apple. <laughs> but hey, the like Big Apple was pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, the somebody just reversed my freaking chroma. The uh, <laughs> like, that, that happened, and that's weird. The, blame uh, the cats. <laughs> yeah, I blame the cats. Yeah. So the. Uh, 
but yeah, the, but the funny thing about this picture is if you look at this guy's hands, it looks like he's holding an airplane bottle. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, this dude might have gigantic, gigantic, gigantic hands. Because uh, I think that's a fan hands. Yeah, I think that's a fit. The uh, he said uh, he said that something to start the weekend and unemployment with. He said, "Zoom me in, coach." So the uh, so there's there's that. We'll see if I, I send him a, if things get desperate. I'll shoot him a link and we'll get him in here. The uh, who is is anybody on unemployment? Is anybody getting a check? Anyone? Anyone? I'm Anyone? My wife is. Peggy is. All right. Oh, Tom, she's, you- uh, she's also trying to find out. She's also trying to find out about the six hundred dollar extra from the federal government. Okay. So she's getting like four fifty a week, and then uh, hoping to get another maybe six hundred. Yeah. We did get our stimulus check uh, because we filed our taxes early, so we got our tax return and twenty nine hundred dollars, twelve hundred a piece for me and Peggy, and five hundred for Piper. There you go. Cool. Uh, Who signed the check? Uh, it was direct deposited, so we didn't get to get that check with Trump's name on it. Yeah. A little disappointed by that just because, oh, I have something. I'll be right back. And this could be a possible prize for a Patreon listener. Okay. Right we'll on. Be back on yeah, that would be like a really cool piece of memorabilia to have hey. to show off to somebody. So I have it right here. I don't know if you guys can read that. I survived the toilet paper crisis of 2020. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cool. I still haven't found toilet paper yet. <laughs> so every so Tom, week I go to – oh, sorry. Go ahead. Tom, you were trying to do something with the, uh, with the unemployment benefit? Was that what you were mentioning? Oh, no. I was saying I, I'm, I'm luckily still employed. I've been working from home for seven and a half years, and mm-hmm. nothing much has changed there. So I'm, yeah. I'm pretty thankful for that. Good. Business as usual for you. Yep. Cam, do you, Cam, do you see what bike I'm working on? Yeah, that's the one I was going to vote for. Okay. <laughs> Glad I tuned in tonight. That's why I have the camera panned up to hide certain things. That's a Honda CB1++. Plus plus. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it would be really interesting to have the paper check just as a, just as a memento uh, for the future. But, uh, but how can you buy an AR-15 with that money if you don't cash the check? Exactly. You've got to cash the check. Well, you do mobile deposit. That's the thing. That's true. That's true. So like all of like any time, like my first uh, time I got published in a magazine, I still have the check from that because I mobile deposited it. Hmm. You know, stuff like uh, stuff I saved like that just because I thought it would be cool to have Um, stuff. I'm going to throw out in 30 years going, why did I keep this? Uh, Uh, You're saying what? Yeah, but I did have a I did have Beth take a picture of me holding a rifle because basically I went to the the store and they had toilet paper and it was our brand of toilet paper and it was the regular price so I bought it not realizing that I had plenty of toilet paper so we right. have a whole uh, pantry just filled with toilet paper and you could see it was like four rows deep stacked three high four across we had plenty so I got my rifle out and told Beth to take a picture and she's like why I'm like because I can't wait to explain to our kids why this was like flexing on people <laughs> you know if we ever have kids i can't wait to bust out this picture and be like at one point Ramp. Don, is, that, was, Dan, is that a browning what is that a browning high, so, high power for oh mauser okay well we got defunded on facebook thank you hey my cat's a mauser too you're not allowed to sell a gun on facebook no no you can't sell a gun on facebook, facebook. On YouTube, not selling it. it's too rough. 
Yeah. YouTube. So YouTube is kind of relaxed oh, a little bit. YouTube no, allows uh, educational stuff. It, but go ahead, get whatever you want. Bring something up. So like, uh, what this is, is it? Forgotten Weapons. Forgotten Weapons. Uh, it's an auction company, and it goes through like the history of like these unique prototype guns and stuff. And I guess they're still making money off no. of YouTube because they're sure. just showing yeah. off like they showed off this really interesting Eastern Airlines uh, revolver. Yeah, pilots that, a, pi a pilot special. Yeah, where the, the cylinder itself was injection molded. Yeah, it's plastic. It's me not meant to go through the fuselage. Yeah, it was so cool. I see, I see there's a, a fellow Forgotten Weapons subscriber here. Absolutely, yeah. I, lo I love Ian. I, uh, I was trying to get, when I was working at the museum, I was trying to get Ian to come visit the museum because, uh, believe it or not, the museum I worked at has had a huge collection of um, machine guns donated right. to it back in the <laughs> 70s and they can't do anything with them uh but some really really rare really interesting historical uh stuff and i thought it would have been cool for him to get a chance to show some of that stuff off but i didn't stick around long enough to really make any inroads there oh okay but uh there we go nice. <laughs> so did uh oh wow very very nice yeah. There's your really 1922 wanna... Swedish Mauser. Nice. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful firearm. Um, I really wanted to get... It belongs really to Mrs. Get... Smith. Oh. <laughs> Obviously. I really want to get my hands on a uh, Type 99 Arasaka with the anti-aircraft sights, A, because uh, I, I really appreciate the optimism on display there. Because <laughs> uh, if I get the one that I want, it was built in Hiroshima at the uh, Toyokogyo later Mazda factory, right. where Mazda gun. every Mazda I've ever owned was built. So having a gun built in the same place where <laughs> every Mazda I've ever owned was built would be a cool thing for me. That's really cool. Yeah, they're really hard to find with the chrysanthemum intact because right. basically to get the chrysanthemum stamp intact, you, you had to bring get it up it, and take uh, it back down from somebody, right? Um, as opposed to being given to it by the government after the war because they would file all the chrysanthemums off because they thought that was disrespectful to the emperor. <laughs> so I have to find one that was built in Hiroshima with the right. intact chrysanthemum and the anti-aircraft sites. And people get like at uh, gun shows and stuff, get really offended when you ask to see it and you look for the markings and you know what right. you're looking for. And I'm sorry, this isn't the one. And you'd think they of all people would understand, no, I want a very specific one. Exactly. Right. That's, but you know, I mean, it's weird. Hey, Mac, what the hell are you doing over there? He showed his plumber's crack. <laughs> it clearly is. Yeah. Well, that was one thing, right? That's the air filter from my CB1. Right. Taking out the carbs. Oh, are you going to clean the carbs? Yeah. <laughs> He's just working. Did uh, anybody have a chance? So Phil asked for topics, and I had sent a topic to everybody. Did anybody have a chance to look up? And what is your favorite bike under 500 cc's? And why? I can answer that pretty quickly, um, and it's just about any Honda Twin. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, and but honestly, I've only ever owned one bike above 500 cc's, and that was a, a 74 CB750. Um, but any Honda Twin I've ever owned or ridden has just been wonderful. Yeah, that's that's. Somebody had to ask about the CS3. And that would be my comment about the Yamaha CS3 is that why on earth would you get involved with, you know, a 1960, early 70s Yamaha two-stroke twin 
when you could buy a four-stroke. That's kind of the thing. I know. Well, Dan, that's the thing just, is, I want a two-stroke street bike. I get it, but just uh, tread lightly. I mean, they're a lot of fun, tons of fun. Like I had the CS5, which Dan just bought. Yeah. And it was very light, and it had pretty good horsepower, and you could get like a power wheelie in first, second, maybe third if you hit a little bump. And so it was awesome, but it was really hard to get it to run and run right. And problems with, as Phil will tell you, you know, yep. well, now even 40, 50-year-old rubber yep. seals and stuff like that, and those motors can just be a nightmare. Yeah, so I mean, I really, I, I have, uh, what am I thinking of here? I'm, I'm not going to lie about the fact that I want a garage queen, a pretty-looking a pretty looking garage queen of a two-stroke bike that, you know, is, is ridden, that, that takes a lot more effort than it's worth for a bike that I ride four or five times a year. Oh, then you pick the right one then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really what I think I really want is I really want a, uh, a Kawasaki S1. I really like that tail section. And mm -hmm. I think that's as close as I'm ever going to be able to get to an H2 and be able to justify the cost. I won't be, I can't justify the price of an H2. Right. Yeah. And, and nor should anybody, honestly, it's an extremely low return on your investment bike. We've had, a, I've been through a bunch of them and for as much money as you spend on keeping them running and keeping them going, it has all the power of a mid nineties Katana and none of the handling. So, you know, you only ride it so that other people who know what you're doing can appreciate you. And realistically, that's a bad reason to own a motorcycle. If you're riding a motorcycle for every fucking body else, it's the worst reason to own a motorcycle. Cause it, but it, but it they buy you ice cream when, at the stand, though. Yeah, it, it handles for shit. It stops for shit. Pick the mic up. Stop picking the mic up. Just leave it there. You. Me. Yeah, no. Chris. Chris. Okay. I can't see him. <laughs> you can hear him if he's smashing oh. through all the volume of everything. I just, uh, I had a chance, you know, I really like the way the two stroke triples sound, the big, the big uh, Kawasaki triples, but I heard uh -huh. the uh, S1, I heard a couple of videos of an S1 the other day, and yeah. I really like the, they have a very unique induction sound and a very unique exhaust sound. Right. Mm. Um, and I kind of like them, and I feel like, uh, I mean, in your experience, Phil, what are those bikes going for nowadays? So you can do, you can do pretty good with, uh, with an S bike. There's really, I mean, uh, there's really nothing bad about that. Oh, there you go. That's for all of our misfits listeners. Since, since I'm on camera right now, um, you have, you have one guess to identify that misfit. Um, one, one guess. That's it. And if you submit the, uh, if you submit the guess to the Cleveland Moto podcast to guess the misfit, we'll give you some sort of an announcement on our podcast uh, for you. And w in fact, we'll read off anything you want us to say if you can identify that on our Patreon. So if you identify the misfit, we'll read off your quote on our podcast. Have at it. There you go. <laughs> so, so, Phil, I remember you having a very beautiful, around the time we met, a very beautiful. We had an S3. And I think it was a maroon color. Yeah, we had an S3 that was pretty much factory stock that we picked up out in California on one of my trips, bike buying buying and selling. Um, I remember that bike. You might have been around with that one, right? Um, yep, if you, you want if you want people to eye fuck you, ride a Kawasaki two-stroke triple um, down the West Shore Boulevard in uh, Santa Cruz, right? Because that's all surfers and tree huggers, and uh, that bike makes the smoke that you see behind me at yeah. an idle. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but especially with the dead number two. Yeah, and the number two didn't wake up until it got to like eighteen hundred <laughs> degrees Frankenstein. So the uh, 
they're really, um, that was the bike that I had at the dirt bags and at oh. dirt bags, uh, the, the one that Paul Brown runs the dirt bag challenge. I would just had a great time was like every 30 minutes I would just go over and I would start that bike. <laughs> and then we had these very weird little eighth of a mile impromptu drag races going. And every once in a while, I just 30 minutes or so I'd start the bike. I'd make horrible noises, get it up to a point where it was running three spark plugs on three pipes. And then I'd make an eighth mile run as loud and feverishly as I could. And it didn't matter if you beat anybody or whatever, you were just there for the smoke and the smell and the fury and the tires and the stench. And then you'd bring it back and everybody tell you how fucking cool you were. But like, that was like, what do you think? Maybe 400 people there, Tom? Yeah, probably about that. Yeah, about 400 people. And for those 400 people, I could count on like 200 blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> and probably 180 of them are really good. But out in the Don't general look down. public. Don't look down. Yeah, out in the general public, it gets you fucking nothing except for like a stink eye. For like, what are you doing to my mother earth, you fucker? You know, but at the Dirt Bag Challenge, all bets are off. Smoke your tires if you got them, you know? So, Phil, you've owned shops for 20-plus years. You've ridden and owned and sold probably billions of bikes. So what is the Phil Waters top bike, 500 cc's or under, that you could do? Man, that's a, that is a bitch, man. That is an absolute bitch of a question because I know it sounds fucking weird, but, like, I hate to be this guy, but – realistically yeah the trail 110 is pretty mind-bogglingly good for everything um and you can have a lot of fun with the trail 110 it pretty much anywhere but it's not going to get you down the freeway so since you're saying under 500 cc's you probably want something to get you down a freeway i do like the honda cb 400 f super sport i think that might be one of the absolute best bikes in the world i think that the honda super hawk um, is one of the legendary great bikes of the world. I also like my Vespa GS Mark II. So, uh, you know. You had to pick one. It's the end of the world, which it is. So you're picking the one at the end of the world. <laughs> with you. Fuck, man. I don't know. Give me a second. <laughs> Give me one second. I'm going to come up with this. All right, I you, you think, Tom, our guest, our guest, Tom yeah. Nagel. Wow. You know, I was thinking about this, and it's funny, you're, the, the bike that I was thinking, I was already brought up, uh, the Kawasaki S3400, okay. because when I was a, <clears throat> a very young rider, the uh, Honda dealership near, near where I uh, was living at the time had an auction one, one day, and I figured I'd go check it out, see what they had. You know, I was, rode my scooter over there and parked it and just checking out all the bikes and things, and, and I saw a... It was a 73, I believe it was 73, uh, uh, S3400 painted in orange with these black expansion pipes out the back. And this thing looked badass. And I, it was a beautiful bike. I was looking it all over. It had like a, a starting bit of 400 bucks. Granted, this was 25 years ago or so. Um, and I was drooling over it. I was like, this thing is really cool. And, and that was before they started it up. <laughs> I came by, started the bike up, and it just made this racket. And I was just like, oh, 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 oh I like this. 
<laughs> and um, I, unfortunately, I, I was a starving college student at the time, so I, so it, it, that prevented me from from laying down four hundred bucks four hundred bucks to get that bike. <clears throat> but I really regretted that I couldn't do it because I, I thought that thing was was just the coolest, and uh, and I was really tempted to buy that S three that you picked up <laughs> out here in California. That was a beautiful bike. It was a beautiful bike. Yeah, it's it's pretty fair to say that that was that was probably one of the nicest S3s I've ever seen, and it did go to the right owner because the right owner, um, if you'll remember, when I bought that bike, it came with boxes full of the original shit. Mm. So like, it had the original headlight, it had the original turn signals, all that stuff was all there. And the good news is the the guy that bought it from me said, you know, I'll pay you extra couple of hundred bucks. I want you to put it all back to stock, and so we did. We put the whole bike back to stock for him. Nice. And so it was good. It was a good, awesome. it was a good bike. Yeah. And so, just like all of them, eventually it would light up and it would run on all three cylinders, but you had to wait for that to happen. Can anybody uh, spot me a can of start you fucker? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, can, can start you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd say like for me, the, my favorite bikes under 500 CCs right now are probably the 125s, like the, uh-huh. the Grom and the Z125 and the monkey, because it's getting so many non-motorcycle people wanting to ride it's like it's the best gateway drug probably out there right now i mean it's a lot for us it's like oh wow that's you know 3200 bucks is a lot of money for not a lot of bike but for you know a a car person or a non-motorcycle person they're like wow 3200 bucks is hardly anything for a brand new vehicle and i'd say somewhere between that or a yamaha tw200 is probably my favorite sub 500 cc bike i still really want a tw200 yeah Everybody They're hard does. to argue with, except for top speed. A TW two hundred is pretty genius. Yeah. Anybody want uh, to guess what mine is? The Grim. <laughs> no, no, he's. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Technically, it is four hundred and sixty CCs. Right. All right. Yeah. It counts. Don't let the five hundred on the side fool you. Nope. Yeah. I love that bike. That, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. So, so I have a. I've been really thinking about this and mm-hmm. uh, I have a couple that I really like, but I'll start out with, I mean, this is the runner. I, I like a CB three fifty fours, but I already oh, yeah. have two, so I don't need to get another one, but here is, I love these right here. I don't know how to do this. There you go. Good job. Oh yeah. Oh, the sun up. Yeah. I knew Oscar would know that one right away. (laughs) I mean, I I love those. I mean, this is what I really want right there. Oh, shit. Whoa. That's pretty hot. Bill knows that. They made it for a few years, and and it's only in Japan right now. It's still too young to be able to import. Yeah, we can't import them yet. So that's the problem with that is um, in a few years, all that weirdo, weirdo stuff is going to start to become available. And um, there's also a couple of weirdo Suzukis that are like weird scooter motorcycle hybrids that are super duper Art Deco. And... uh, they look great. They're, they're super cool, but they're like 96, 97, 98. So we can't get them into the country yet. Hey, what was the name of that last bike? It's a Solo 50. Solo 50, yeah. Wow. I just, I mean, I like the minimalistic. It's like, it's like a bike with a 50cc motor on it. I mean, yeah. I like the minimalistic look of it. I mean, I don't know why, but I've wanted one for such a long time. But, you know, forget it. I mean, I'm not. I'll probably never get one, but yeah. But I, no, I think, I think those are going to be. Person import the hearse. 
Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Stick one of them in the back of a hearse and then put right. the hearse. Yeah. Bring the hearse in full of weird JDM bikes. Because yeah. <laughs> nobody's going to look inside a hearse. Nobody would think to look inside of a hearse for all that kind of crap. Uh, Especially yeah. now at this point. Right. I, I absolutely, I totally agree. Yeah, I guess um, as I'm thinking, it's it's so weird when you think about 500 cc's as that limit of that, like, okay, what bike are you going to own? Because 500 is a bitch of a class because there are a lot of 500s that do stuff really, really well. So if you think about even the mid 80s and you look at an Interceptor 500, an Interceptor 500 was a fucking amazing motorcycle by any standards, well over 100 miles an hour, a real proper sport bike. Um, you think about the, the Suzuki Gamma 500, the RG 500 Gamma, that thing's mind bending and it's a two stroke. So it gets the fetish vote and all that stuff, but it's a terrible bike that you'd, you'd never want to ride that bike to work on a daily basis. So Bill, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't make mention of your, uh, your, your, um, your 500 trophy, uh, the GB, the, the GB. Right. And because is that, the, is that 499 or is that 500? Uh, no, it's 499, and it, it's absolutely it falls in the class with the Ascot. It falls in the class with a lot of stuff. It's just a lot nicer to look at, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's why I was thinking like the GB 500 might be the one. It's reliable, it's fast enough, it's sexy to look at, and it can kind of do whatever the fuck you want it to do because it's a Honda 500 single, you know. So speaking of small displacement bikes that that are well i mean what we're talking about right now small displacement bikes i'm sorry i'm a little bit drugged up just a tiny bit (laughs) really like i'm really worried that some of the things i'm saying are not making sense but uh well let's clarify that you got your you got your pie hole invaded by a dentist and pulled stuff out of your face right yeah did i uh send that picture to the group chat of my x-ray did you get it pulled no, so I didn't have the tooth pulled. They're going to try to save it because oh, okay. of, uh, so basically they're going to, uh, I've got a really nice used motorcycle uh, going into my mouth. Right. Uh, so they're they're deadening the nerve and then right. they're going to do a root canal in yeah. two weeks. They started the process yesterday, but, um, and then. I didn't realize that the only reason they save a tooth is because it's a lot more expensive. Right. Yeah, it's actually, a, yeah. Yeah, there it is. Phil's got the picture of my half a tooth. And if you look, you can see where there's the nerve going through. And you can see the nerve just hanging out where it's broken, just flopping around in the breeze, living its best life. Phil's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. Kim, Kim I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that doesn't hurt. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Keep your dick so, in place. Right. Yeah. So what I what I wanted to ask was in uh the expert opinions of my esteemed colleagues here at the Cleveland Moto Podcast, is it ever too late in your riding career to own to justifiably own a Ninja two fifty? No. No, 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 no. Great bike, man. I really, really feel like I should own one. No, I've they're the fucking X five hundreds too, but I really want a two fifty for a really stupid reason because they made a uh, paint scheme that matches my truck. Okay, that is a stupid reason. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not the only reason I want. It's that's not the reason I want an Ninja 250, but that's the reason I want the specific color. Now wait, I've seen your truck, and so did Tonka make a truck? Did Tonka make a version of your truck? Probably. And if they did, can we get a toy Ninja of the exact same color to put in the back Ooh. of the Tonka version of your truck? 
that's that's kind of the goal, Phil. Yeah, yeah. Asking the important it was, questions. It was like the first or second podcast I was on. There was a couple that uh, was selling a Ninja to you, I think, and it was mm-hmm. that it was a Ninja two fifty, and it was yeah. the black with the gradient purple and blue stripes the on it. Purple and blue. Yep, exactly. And uh, I have regretted not buying that bike since. And then I bought my truck, and I really regretted it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I but totally, I I totally get that. I feel like the Ninja 250 would be a very happy medium between the Z125 and the Z-Rex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and it's funny. There's like a green one that's pretty low miles that uh, I think is like eight hundred dollars, and it's like, ah, oh, I love lime green, but it's not. Dude, you should get that. We should pull the motor out and put it inside your Z125. Jesus Christ. No, I mean, the thing is, is there's so much KLX 110 shit you can do that, I mean, you can get wherever you want to be on that bike. So, all right, Oscar, what about you? Uh, Well, here's the thing. I mean, Phil even mentioned the, 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 I mean, the bikes that sort of look good, but they're not that reliable. They're not even worth like going on the freeway. I love the CT 110. And for the for the aesthetics, and, and I got this one from Phil as well. The the, the Fuji Rabbit, that fucking yeah. thing is gorgeous. I love that fucking bike. I, but, I love that scooter. I'm but so it's a couch. I mean, it's it's not it's not fast. I mean, it was super <laughs> advanced for its time, but I mean, it's it's a whale. It is but a whale. Not, yeah. You can look good, but it, fucking zombies are gonna eat you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can do what my friend Gary did. Put, get a uh, Fuji Rabbit, put a Ninja 250 motor in it. Yeah, and it's nicely done, too. Yeah. Look <laughs> oh, yeah, it's badass. We need, we need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> how's, your, how's your Heineken? Uh, I can never say it. Heineken or Heineken, whatever the hell it is, coming the electric version of it. <laughs> uh, it, is, it has been sitting. I have not had a chance to do any work in the garage lately. but uh, well, we, we discussed your bike without you being here. So what do you do? Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, it, it, everything has been sitting lately. Um, I do want to get back in there and start some more wrenching. Um, I've got to do a lot of reorganizing and cleanup. Um, since I got the, uh, the CT 110 a couple of weeks ago, I have literally, that, that was the last spot, spot of room I had left in the garage. <laughs> so <laughs> I need to rearrange so I have room to work on stuff again. <laughs> so I think this weekend I will be, uh, taking that on and trying to, uh, <clears throat> make it a workable space again. How long so I, can, I think I need a, I think I need to open a door. I'm getting higher than giraffe pussy on fucking ether. <laughs> That'd be a good idea. Yeah. So fair game. You you drove all you flew into Cleveland to buy a wrecked zero. We talked about this a while ago, but right. zero yes. up. So you flew in. Phil hooked you up with uh, finding. Oh, Phil's doing something, but he hooked there you up finding a wrecked zero, and you're taking it back. And what are you doing with this thing? So what I what I've done so far is I've completely dismantled the zero. Um, I've cut the frame up to create a a subframe where the the engine and the rear swing arm mount. Um, so that will be bolted into the frame of the Heinkel to create the powertrain. Um, my plan is to to have uh, have someone build a a short a shortened swing arm to fit within. The, the scooter frame with the, te- the smaller wheel um, <clears throat> and basically fit in the entire zero power powertrain into the Heinkel and make it an electric Heinkel and it'll have the range and power of a zero uh, with uh, well, there'll be 12 inch, 12 inch wheels 
and I've already got the uh, the rear wheel uh, done. I had um, Buchanan uh, lace up a 12-inch rim to the Zero Hub. It uh, worked out great, and I'm probably going to do the same for the front. Did you change um, the sprocket? What's that? You change the rear sprocket on that. Oh, everything's going to have to be changed because it's yeah. – uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying it would be like so – it would do top out at like 40 miles an hour with that with the – Well, well the, rear, the rear sprocket from the Zero FX is larger than the rim that I have on there now. Oh, really? It's wow. like a 13-inch uh, belt uh, pulley, I guess you call it. And, and the rim's a 12-inch rim. So oh. <laughs> I suppose you could try to make that work if I could find the, a belt with the right length. But I figure it's just easier to use a chain. So don't not, lean at all. Right. You're fine. <laughs> don't lean at all. Yeah. <laughs> don't lean to the left anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> Only right turns. Right. But I feel a world record event. If you get that pulled off, you could have the world's fastest Heineken. Or Heine, I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe. Fastest Heineken. <laughs> no, the world's fastest Heineken. Because there was, there was somebody who made a, a two-stroke Heinkel. I, I don't know what cylinder they used. They kept the Heinkel uh, in the, the, the engine case, <clears throat> but put a two-stroke cylinder on it. Yeah. And just completely bastardized the thing. It was, it was absolutely insane. It used as a race bike. That might have actually been faster. Um, somebody also <laughs> turned a Heinkel into a drag bike using, like, I don't know, like a, some, some Kawasaki 1000 motor or something, and it had, like, the whole back of the thing all cut up. But, uh, but it still looks kind of like a Heinkel. All right. But, but this would be the first electric one that I know of. Yeah. Well, my goal this weekend is to complete that BMW. Okay. All right. I, I've just started it today, and I can – I guess I could try to find the picture, but uh, it's uh, I have it all torn apart in in the garage at work. So is that coming up? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so I, I bought a new front end and a frame, and I just transferred. I had to take the old the bottom end of the um, or the bottom fork tubes off and switch them because the ones that I bought they said they were for seventy fours, but they were definitely not seventy four. Um, so nothing else would fit on it. Okay. So, uh, but that's my project for this weekend. And I, I figured I'd get uh, maybe 60% of it done tomorrow. But the electrical is like 50% of the work, I think. And it's probably the same way with you, Bagel, right? I mean, the electrical is what the – and, well, of course you're using a – like you're making an electrical <laughs> scooter, but – Right. Well, with mine, the electrical is already – I'm using all the stock electrical components, so there won't be a whole lot of electrical I'll need to do other than wiring and the, the stock and lighting and stuff like that. It's it's the, the mechanicals that's really going to be the, the challenge for my electric conversion because trying to figure out exactly how the subframe needs to be mounted in there, um, all the geometry for the suspension, figuring out uh, what I'm going to do for the front fork because I still haven't figured that out yet. Um, it's going to be a lot of work, but... Um, but I'm I'm very confident that uh, it's going to be kick-ass once it's done. Yeah, we are too. Hey, hey Cam, did you see my Bavaria in the background? Oh, I sure did. <laughs> I try not to look at um, older BMWs because then it makes me want to think about either keeping mine or acquiring more of them, and that's the opposite of what I need to do. <laughs> there, there's a dude in Menor that drives around in an orange like 2000 something. Not year 2000, but the BMW 2000. Oh, the live body. Yeah, that's my buddy uh, John. He's an airline pilot. It's fucking awesome. Is it a roundy? Does it have roundy lights? 
Yeah, it hit round tail lights. It's awesome. Yeah, Wide sleep. body kit on it. And yeah. it, it's fast. He's got a roll cage in it, but he's a daily driver during the summer. He always passes work, and he's just cruising around. It's do, you awesome. guys know what, uh, do you guys know what else Heinkel was famous for? They, uh, they, made a, <laughs> they, uh, they had a, a brief stint of building, uh, you know, model airplanes. Jet planes yeah. and uh, yeah. oh, airplanes. <laughs> World so, War uh, II. <laughs> they, yeah, they made airplanes for about 25 years until they weren't allowed to make them anymore for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but they had the Michigan flag on the back of it, so that was <laughs> – until, 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 until the rest of the world decided they weren't allowed to make them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you would make bubble cars and scooters now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You guys are you guys are really really super good at that, but we're going to need you to turn that down about seventy percent. Your flying machines on the ground from now on. <laughs> so what you're, I want to make sure that there's absolutely no way that there's any sort of a military application that you can have with this cabinet roller thing. No, no, no. It's totally. It's no, no, it's no, no, no for civilian, no for personnel. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, there's no place to mount a machine gun on this at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you take away the the when you take away Germany's uh, ability to build uh, weapons of war, um, things get really weird, and uh, the, I mean, there's. The like when you start looking at the the entire world of Germany when it is not allowed to build weapons when Germany is allowed to only build things that are civilian you get this. Um, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> and have you ever driven one of those, Phil? No, I have they never. Fucking stink! One it's like sitting yeah. in a. It cooks you. Yeah. Well, uh, again. Look, that one looks like the uh, the BM. There's a BMW, right? That's kind there's of the BMW. Yeah, Isetta. Isetta, yeah. Isetta, yeah. The Messerschmitt, so, Messerschmitt Cabine and Roller might be my best and favorite example ever of a company that really, really, really super duper wants to kill people <laughs> and isn't allowed to. Well, I mean, it, it could kill you if you sat in there on a hot day. Yeah, it, it would be like, like, a, basically, like a dog in a yeah, hot car. If you car. told Smith and Wesson, if you said Smith and Wesson, from now on, you're only allowed to build skateboards. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, but could you could you imagine if the if they told the Germans you could only make normal porn? <laughs> <laughs> no scat, no scat. <laughs> I have a feeling it'd be technically correct, though. <laughs> I just. I, it's um, if you go back into the the list of Germans had a version of everything. So Germans never imported something to Germany. They always built their own version of it. So they would never take in something from another country. They would instead take the concept of it and then build it themselves, and then sell it to Germans. Sounds That's like what China. I like about the Germans. I mean, there, there was this uh, uh, Mercedes commercial where these guys are like going. It was like a operating room, and the Mercedes right. was in the middle of it, and they were yeah. examining the Mercedes, and they're saying all these innovations that they have on it. Right. And these Japanese guys are watching like the operation of them yeah. looking at the Mercedes, 
And then finally, the guy's like, and we have cup holders. And the Japanese guy starts screaming, we invented the cup holder. We invented the cup holder. <laughs> That's ours. Um, but they took it off. They took that commercial off the air. Like I saw it for like a week, and then it was gone. It must have been so offensive that they had to remove it. Uh, Tom, I think, Tom, your fantasy scooter is a Hoffman Vespa, right? Not quite. My, mine's, mine's actually the Augsburg Vespa. Oh, in Augsburg, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hoffman was the first licensee that built Vespas in Germany. After that, it was Mr. Schmidt, who made the Mr. Schmidt Cabina roll that you just showed us. Yep. But after that, um, <clears throat> Vespa decided to take back their license because Mr. Schmidt was making too many changes that they didn't like. So Vespa set up their own subsidiary in Germany to build their own version of the Vespas uh, for the German and other European markets because there was so much demand that the factory in Italy couldn't keep up. Right. So what they did was um, they basically built the same bikes in Germany um, from their, under their own subsidiary. Uh, but there were a lot of little subtle differences. Um, and like the one electronics that worked? Yeah, that for one. <laughs> and electronics and, uh, and Hella. So it was all very good stuff. That's uh, your problem right there, carbs. <laughs> There's your problem right there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, John, John, I'd recommend that you throw those as far as you can because those are good for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need this kind of negativity here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the Augsburg Vespas had uh, had thicker sheet metal than the Italian yeah. Vespas. Yeah. And they had this really nice chrome strip along the side of the cowls that looked really, really clean. Beautiful. And I then mean, beautiful swan neck tail light on the back. It was like this oval light. It was gorgeous. And that, that, is, that is my up-the-butt bike. It's really um, years ago. I, I can't remember where the hell. Um, we, uh, my wife and I, we were in Rudesheim, Germany, which is I, a beautiful town along the Rhine. And we were at the Hans Kruger Museum in Rudesheim. <laughs> And Hans Kruger sold tons of accessories for Vespa scooters in Germany. And in fact, he invented a lot of his own accessories for Vespa scooters in Germany. And he was in bad shape then. He was in a wheelchair and we went and toured his museum. But Is that he, uh, Freddy Kruger's brother? It's, uh, no, it's his uh, uncle. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, okay. uncle. Uncle Hans. Yeah, Uncle Hans. And, uh, and he was, uh, but they, they, called him, they called him uh, Hantenmesser. So there was, uh, yeah. <laughs> The, uh, yes, he was uh, Friedrich Messerhans. Yeah, the, uh, but, the, but that museum, one of the things they had is they had this beautiful gold painted, like a beautiful gold painted, painted Vespa. It was an Augsburg Vespa with a sidecar oh, wow. with every fucking accessory you could imagine on this thing, including a giant bell that was mounted under the floorboards that you could activate with your foot. And when yeah. you pushed the button on this bell, it was louder than fuck. Wow. It got your attention. It was like a streetcar bell. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really cool. But everything there was, it was 100% German built Vespa with a sidecar. Yeah. So it was really cool. Yeah. It was vintage, vintage uh, Vespas. Uh, they, they love their accessories in Germany. I want to know what Nick's doing. Nick, what do are you, you guys, do you guys want to see a time capsule? Yeah. Yep. Points. This oh, is the best moped engine. That is a moped okay. engine. This was in my first bike, which was a Vespa Grande. Grande, yeah. And if you look look here, yeah, that's I the see. hole that the points thread in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And when I was 14 years old, I broke that off 
and I replaced it with a bunch of JB Weld. <laughs> and I, I threaded an 832 screw into it to hold my points. Yeah. And it worked for a while. Yeah. For a while. For a while. Um, <laughs> yeah, back in the day, in high school, I think I had this engine apart every single day. <laughs> I've got two of those in my garage. I have no idea what to do with. Next, <laughs> like send them to me. Yeah. <laughs> so Dan, you have not responded with your favorite under 500 cc bike. Well, you've got me thinking about that too because I've owned exactly four motorcycles under 500 cc's, and those were the first two motorcycles I bought, and the last two motorcycles that I bought. Um. I'm going to show you the last two I've bought here. Okay. This is a 1965 uh, Honda S65. Oh, cool. That's a wow. beautiful bike. And I, I bought that just for... Um, you know, just for, for toaster tank Hondas. Say mm -hmm. again? He said I, have a, I have a soft spot for toaster tank Hondas. Oh, yeah. I bought this from Mid-Ohio this year. I'm, you know, I've never had a pit bike before. Um, then I, this is the bike I bought uh, in the middle of March. This is the, the Yamaha CS5 200. So I'm going to get to learn about how hard it is to keep these things going. <laughs> That's the fun stuff. Okay then. <laughs> I have a gallon of uh, milk stone remover. <laughs> nice turn signals. Dan, was that was the first bike? Was that a was that original or was that was that mod or um, was that restored already? The the little fifty c or seventy cc or whatever it was. No, that was restored. They they never made it that color. That was restored by a friend of mine on the east side. Hmm. That was really cool how the uh, the intake went went came right out of the frame and into the carb too. Yeah, that was neat. I was looking at that too, Bagel. Yeah, that's very cool. Dan, you'll be very disappointed to know that I sold my CS5 and a whole parts bike and everything that I had, including NOS pistons and all this bullshit. I got it out of my life for two hundred and fifty bucks. Oh. I wish that I could have. I would have given it to you if I still had it. But it was a lot of fun. I blew one up. I was doing the Lake Erie Loop at the time, and uh, it was a lot. You know that I had that bike all apart and back together. So if I can help you in any way, please let me know. And Chris Smith is speaking from the hand, Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch, it looks like. He is. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mr. Smith, as you're pouring yourself your fun juice, what is your answer to the under 500cc question? Well, first, let's talk about the fun juice. Okay. Booze. <laughs> that is Blanton's single barrel bourbon. So that's, that, that's my fun juice for the evening. Pretty solid. Solid. Fantastic. Anybody so, want to see my 2014 Mouser? Yeah. Sure. Here's my 2014 Mouser. <laughs> yep. That's it. They give you a yeah. real lion. Yeah, that that's is a real a, lion. Yeah, that's a that's proper. That's a hefty puss. Yeah, that is. That's a that's a <laughs> so to speak. That is every bit of a 2014 Mouser right there. Yeah. Yeah. I caught uh I caught my buddy talking to his cat when he didn't think anybody else. He thought I was still out in the garage. 
Yeah. And he was like talking to his cat, like nose to nose. And he's like, you and me are brothers. You're a real lion. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass people at APL sold me a real lion for 20 bucks. <laughs> What's your bike? Well, um, I don't know how to pull the, uh, the photos up and put them online. Tell us and we'll find it. But uh, Phil knows that one of the first bikes they bought from him was a 2013 Royal Enfield C500 military. Yeah. So I really enjoyed the shit out of that bike. And uh, it was uh, always well received by folks who uh, didn't know what it was. And uh, it took me back to a bike that my dad had back in about 1954. So... <clears throat> That bike is always uh, very special to me. And then uh, the other bike is the uh, 1981 uh, Suzuki GS450. Slow down. Yeah. We can only get one up at a time here, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and, th and that's a great bike, Phil. You know, I'd buy another one of those and, uh, you know, hopefully not break it within a year. Did your dad have the BSA or did your dad have the Norton? He had a Norton. Norton, uh, right? a British, yeah, a British military surplus Norton that he uh, he bought down in Morocco when uh, he was there after World War II. So, uh, <clears throat> so that was always pretty cool for me, and I'm I'm glad you had that bike. And I I don't know if you remember when I walked into your your shop over there on Sloan and I saw that and I just fell in love with it. I said, Oh yeah, I want that bike. And you said, Oh, you can't have it. And I said, Why not? And you said, Well, I already promised it to somebody else. And uh, I said, well, I'll outbid the guy. And you said, no, fuck you. You know, maybe I'll get another one. But uh, so uh, you eventually got another one. But uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It took a little while, but we eventually did get another one. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, for me, what I was trying to do on, on a bike at that point, that was just a really great, fun bike. So this okay. is the other one you were talking about right here? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, GS450E, 1981, but that's an 82. And I've never been able to find that fairing. Or yeah, that it's little... really tough to find that fairing. Yeah, boy, I'd love to find that thing. because that's, that's just had a black cool. one. We had a black one in the shop that had the proper wind jammer on it. And uh, the proper wind jammer looks really nice on that bike. Uh, it's a really, really small wind jammer. It's about the smallest wind jammer they ever made. And uh, it looks really good on the bike because the bike has a lot of Buck Rogers kind of styling to it. Yeah. And the wind jammer, not, you know, wind jammers don't always look great on bikes because they tend to be very angular. And uh, this, on that particular bike, it looks really did, good. Did the wind jammer that was on that bike have a square head plate? It did, yeah. And it, it was the wind jammer Quicksilver. Quicksilver, exactly. Called. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Right wow. on. Yeah. Nick is a wealth of information there. Uh, <laughs> Nick has on point, as they say. I know the difference between a Windjammer 2 and a Windjammer 3. Let, let me just put it that way. You are the very model of a modern major general. And I know the difference between a one-knuckler and a two-knuckler, but that's a <laughs> uh -huh. Oscar, did you answer? What's your 500cc or under? I did. Oh, you he did. answered. Who, who didn't? John, Mecklefresh didn't. I did not. All right. Um, I think I'm kind of with Nick. I mean, I like my Superhawk a lot. That's a keeper. I'm probably never going to get rid of that bike. Um, if it ever blows up, I would rebuild it. I would like to maybe restore it a little bit better, you know, maybe some paint and stuff like that. But I've liked, you know, I like Hondas and especially toaster tank Hondas, chrome panels on the, on the tank. I would like to maybe someday own a 450 bomber. 
Yeah. I think would be a really cool bike or the oh, that's a uh, ever elusive 69, you know, where the 1969 cool. CB 450 with the uh, chrome panels on the tank, but it's not a bomber, bomber kind of bike. Yeah. I, the other bike that I also have never owned, but I've ridden and I really, really like uh, when we talk about Honda Twins is the SS 125 series. That was the, the SS was a, Two-cylinder, 125cc, two-carburetor little Honda that was, you know, came out for a little while. They're pretty rare, but when you, they're a really beautiful, cute little bike. And they're, the motor just runs like a sewing machine. What year is No that? vibration, you know, it's, you know, your typical Honda, all roller ball bearing crank and everything like that, so. What year was that? That's like a, the, the SS125s I think were like 67, 68. Well, that, so they're that, sort of the pre, they're pre pre one seventy fives like, yeah. Um, other than that, you know, anything I like a lot of five, uh, sub five hundred cc bikes. I'm pretty happy with my Ascot. Nick, could you come get your cat, please? Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Nick's. <laughs> you guys all had black cats. I'm yeah, I did. If I'm a, really if can I'm if I wasn't so allergic to him. Yeah. Actually, Oliver's uh, pretty cool. He's like hypoallergenic. He doesn't even make my, you know, I'm a little bit allergic to him, but for whatever reason, he doesn't seem to bother me too much. You know what's crazy? I used, I used to be super allergic to cats. Like, like I couldn't even touch a cat. I would blow up and have hives and everything. And when I quit dairy, my cat allergy went away. Oh, yeah. I heard that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he good. likes to headbutt me in the face. He likes to scratch himself with my beard. Okay. <laughs> Show of hands, no comments. Who thinks that Mid-Ohio is going to happen this year as scheduled? Mid-Ohio does, but besides that, no. Wow. Okay. All right. So that's – I actually, before we came on tonight, I checked to see on Facebook right. and everywhere else what Mid-Ohio was saying. Right. And as of two days ago, they're still posting like, come check us out. We're going to have oh, – yeah. They are 100%. They are 100%. Oh, yeah, because they I want would, you to would, buy the tickets. That's why. <laughs> yeah, what do they like got to lose? Out that I didn't raise all five fingers. I raised two fingers. <laughs> very uncertain facial expression. Mm -hmm. So we have half of one person that thinks it's going to happen this yeah. year. So here's my question. Here's my question. If it happens, are you going? Yes. Yeah. If it happens, I'll, I'll die for Middle Ohio because I'll die without it. That's right. I'm sorry. I've, I've got the time off. I have not canceled it yet. I'm cautiously pessimistic. <laughs> so, John, do, do you think it's going to be a low count that it's even I'm the are going to be kind of flaky or, or what's? I, I mean, I really don't know. I mean, that's two months away, three months away, you know. I think, I, I think you know, we're, we're talking about trying to get back to work here at the end of this month. And I, let's, we'll know real, real quick after everybody comes out of hiding and, Right. starts mingling again and getting out there what what's going to happen in a, in a month after that you'll see if counts yeah. go up i mean today was uh 93 hospitalizations in cleveland so we haven't exactly peaked we actually kind of are we're still bouncing climbing. around i think we're still kind of going up a little bit yeah we're still climbing and so the sick, and the sad part is is i have a friend that's in the ER and like he's like it, not that there's tons of people coming in, but the people that are coming in, they're not doing well. Like there's no, uh, it, it's not a, that's why, that's why I'm so freaked out. My buddy's a, an ICU nurse and he's uh 
he walked me all the way through like what's going to happen to you when you go to the hospital and it ain't it ain't cool no yeah. it's not Three hundred and some uh, in New York City had three hundred and sixty-eight deaths today. You know, and that's one day. You know, America hit. Well, in the last twenty-four hours, we lost forty-seven hundred people. That's right. Nine-eleven. That's so we're very lucky to live in a city that kind of has a lot of hospital beds compared right. to other cities, but yep. still issues here. Yeah. yeah, the last time I talked with Eric, he's like, they only had 17 patients at the one where he works, and they had plenty of beds left over and everything like that. But still, I mean, you but don't want to be one of those people. No, but that's what that's the thing. Like, all these idiots that are out there not doing the social distancing thing, they're like, oh, look at the hospitals. They're empty. That's what you fucking want. If you get right. sick, you want an empty hospital. You don't want to fucking be on the street not being able to get a bed. Like, just chill out for a little while, you know? That's all. You, know you have 97 hospitalizations a day on lockdown. What's going to happen when you stop that? Right. You don't want to be the one to fill up those beds. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not changing my – I'm not going out once this thing is lifted. Hell no. Well, I mean, I mean, a lot of us are going out, but you just got to be really smart about it and, you know, avoid other people literally like the plague and – you know, I guess if you go to Mid-Ohio, I still think even in July, you'd be taking a pretty big chance. Oh, yeah. I mean, are you going to go to Mid-Ohio? Are you going to wear a mask? Are you going to wear PPE? Are you just going to pretend like, you know what, it's a free weekend. I'll just going to live it up for one weekend and hope I don't get it and come, you know what I mean? I don't know. If Mid-Ohio happens, I would wear a mask. Well, I would go, but I would wear a mask. I think it's the first time in Mid-Ohio you'll ever see people wearing helmets. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is I'm not. I'm going to have to stop licking bikes to signify that they're mine. <laughs> You're going to have to urinate on them. Yes. There you go. Every time you take a test ride, you just cough all over it as you're getting off, and they're like, "Yeah, you can have that for half the price." Here you go. Yeah, take just take it. And for the first time in 22 years or whatever, uh, syphilis won't be the biggest virus spread at Mid Ohio. Right. <laughs> yep, that's true. Yeah. I mean, if you look at those numbers that, you know, when you start getting into 4,000 deaths a day, that's like the high, that's number one killer in the country at a certain point. Yeah. Did you see the animation where they like all the people that have arguments about heart disease and flu and all that stuff. And they kind of showed that. And then it like, it changed to like what we're dealing with now. And it was like, and everything. Yeah, I, sh I shared that. So that might be one of the things you yeah, saw. Yeah, exactly. I think it was uh, I get it. You know, if somebody dies and they had the COVID, but they were already, you know, you can, everybody's mincing words about that. What, what really killed them? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. But all I know is this, is that it's a virus with no right. known treatment and no right. known vaccine. Yes. Yeah. And no, we really vaccine. don't know where we are with it. So it's dangerous. And it's really nasty. I mean, it, it literally destroys your lung tissue when it gets in there. Um, and it takes a very long time for it to, to, to get to that point, too, which is part of why this thing is so insidious. I mean, if it, if it got you sick after one day, it would be very, pretty easy to contain. But people are walking around for a month sick before they really start getting serious symptoms. And then, then, they, got, then they go to the ER. And that, that was a huge thing when they just posted this thing today on all the different news sources about that naval ship that yeah. had the people sick. And they said that, like, you know, like, however many, how many guys were sick, but only, like, 5% were showing symptoms. So all these guys had the sickness, but they, were, they had no temperature. They had nothing. So, like, 
if you if we just open this shit up and start going to malls and start hanging out, there right. might be a dude that has like no temperature, no thing, no nasal, anything like that, and he's laughing. You're hung at him, and then done, done. I have a feeling that this whole thing is going to work out something like Lyme's disease, yeah. where you're never really cured of it, where you get it and you have symptoms and they go away, but you still have it and you can have recurring symptoms and stuff all the way through the rest of your life. They're already saying, you know, you lose 20, 30% of lung function. Some people like now they're starting to look at brain issues and stuff like that because of, I mean, obviously you get low on oxygen. So you know what happens when you get low on oxygen? Yeah, it messes brain. with your brain, so you have cognitive issues and a whole host of other we issues. In, we are good. in the first couple of days of The Walking Dead. That's what it is. I mean, these, you know, like you're going to have people that are not knowing what they're doing. They're just stabbing people because they think they're protecting their family, but they're walking down the street stabbing people because their brain's fucked up from fucking this. They're still talking about, you know, you might not have full immunity even if you've already had it. So That's what they said. That I think I, I people are getting sick again. They're like, they're. They're showing up for negative, 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 and then three weeks later, positive, and that's fucked up, man. That then pre almost precludes a vaccine because, right. you know, well, that's, it, that, that also may be poor quality testing, too. We don't really know. Right. I mean, well, that's the problem. Nobody knows. That's the – you nailed it, Tom. That's Nobody knows what the fuck it is. Whatever, you know. So much for the, the medical segment of our show. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have a problem with maybe trying to get – back to you know doing more essential functions and stuff like that i go to work every day but i put a mask on i wear goggles and stuff i stay the fuck away from everybody that walks through the door i do what i have to do i get in there i get out of there and everything and that and, and but i none of the the ppe that i have is provided by my employer right. and i and that's the thing if you're going to say well it's time to come back to work Okay, well, you got masks, you have hand sanitizers, you have everything we need because they don't have that. No, they don't have – I mean, most places can't get that. If you go to a store, you still can't buy those things. So I don't see how you go forward and say, well, we're going to – yeah, you can go back to work. You know, we're going to wear all this stuff, but nobody has it. It hasn't been produced. It doesn't exist. Did you guys well, – I, I just got six cases of uh, spray uh, disinfectant, and if you want one. Well, the, the disinfectant isn't so hard. You know, because you can use a 10% bleach solution. There's a million different things. I mean, soap and water will do that. But I don't think that's really where people, you know, like your hand, wash your hands. Okay. Well, that was fucking ignorant. Okay. Because we already know it, somebody can, you can get droplets. It, it lives in droplets in the air. So it's an aerosol. And when you breathe it in, that's how you're really going to get sick bad quick. Right. Yeah. The airborne transmission is, is the most dangerous. Yeah. And, and they're talking, I mean, like just a casual conversation is enough to, to get it, to transfer it. They, they've documented cases where, you know, this guy just talked. He didn't get sneezed on. He didn't get, you know, he didn't lick, he didn't kiss somebody. It was a conversation. The droplets in the air just from talking was enough. And the yeah. thing is, is that there's so many people that aren't. So like I went to, I didn't want to go to like a, a big supermarket or something to buy beer for this podcast tonight. So I went to the local bodega. And I went in with a face mask and fucking all this shit and stuff. And the dude behind the counter was just the dude behind the counter. Like, he's serving all these people and stuff like that. Like, he's just, he's just there. And I was just like, wow, that's kind of weird. And, like, they're not wiping anything down. They're not doing anything. Like, like, there's some people that are just being fucking stupid about this. And it's like, you know, nobody's asking you to, like, not do anything. Nobody's asking you to not go out, not do anything. But just take a fucking precaution. Put a fucking face mask on. Do something like 
Just help yeah. a little bit, you know? And everybody's got that one friend who stands too close to him when they talk, and they spit a little bit constantly. You can feel it on your arm. Yep. That's what we call a super spitter. Super spitter. Yeah. <laughs> I got no problem sticking a leg out, man. If you get too close to me, I'm fucking back. Get the fuck back. <laughs> there's, there's the Crunky, was that, was that Tim McDonald you're talking about? <laughs> no. Did any of you guys see, I mean, like, you know, there, there's a lot of seriousness going on, but there's like, there's a lot of fun stuff that's happening too that like kind of like alleviate some of the seriousness. seriousness. And there was a, a group of guys from Australia that were like mechanics and they, they, they must've taken like an 18 wheeler inner tube. And so all the guys in the garage are wearing these six foot giant inner tubes with like, 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 uh, uh, overalls over them the whole <laughs> and they're trying to do their job with these giant fucking inner tubes on and they're walking and they're trying to pass wrenches to each other and they're doing all this stuff. it's fucking great and it's like at least like that's that's cool like like you know at least promote it in a fucking positive way it was kind of funny yeah well they just had the you know i was listening to npr they had the smithfield you know pork plant up there and yeah. now they're up to 600 people in that plant who got it you know you're working shoulder to shoulder and these people are sick and they're cutting meat, you know, are they wearing masks or that, you know, like, right. so <laughs> yeah. I would not, I'm not buying shit from Smithfield, even, you know, you know, now, and then I started reading up that they're wholly owned by a Chinese holding company and stuff like that. I'm like, but, but mm -hmm. Mac, the, uh, the, the pork chops are 40% off. No thanks. <laughs> I'm good. Bill, the you good thing is if you cook your meat 160 degrees is enough to kill the virus. So you're okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're okay, but. It's still, it's just the principle. I don't want, yeah. I, and now, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have definite Chinese bias right at this point. I mean, if you're going to, I believe the virus started there. I believe they Fluctuations did a is what we call it. I believe they did. <laughs> yeah, they weren't very open about letting us know how bad it is. I think they're still lying about it. They're still saying 3,500 deaths in Wuhan. And I'm sure it's probably thirty-five thousand to forty thousand, probably twenty million. My friend, yeah, my so friend, twenty-one million cell phones have gone offline since uh, December. December fifteenth. I'll never forget this before my operation. December fifteenth. My friend, who I've known for years, he's a reggae dude with me. He moved to China many years ago to fucking teach English. And December fifteenth, he lived in Wuhan. He lived fucking right there. Wow. And like. Facebook we were going back and forth and he was posting pictures back in like December 15th of like his he happened to come home for Christmas this year and was going to be here for a week or so and now he's still here and so he has all these students and stuff that he was teaching in Wuhan and they sent pictures of people like just passing out in the street and dying and he was like and he started posting on his Facebook page back in December yo this shit is coming all my friends please know like this shit is coming and they were then Facebook was deleting his posts, mm -hmm. and it was fucking crazy. And like, and so he was like PMing people, like, "Yo, man, this is like in front of my apartment in Wuhan. And these people are laying in the streets, dying." And this was going on for like a long time. So I totally don't believe any of the numbers coming from Wuhan at all. Yeah, and Facebook I'll, I'll, is one of the biggest CCP lapdogs there is. Yeah, it's, it's, it was weird. Well, yeah. well, and I think though, too, part of that is you got you know like. The, the cropping that's happening by Facebook is with the blessing of the federal government. They don't want to start, uh, you know, uh, it's like pulling the fire alarm in a, in a building. They're trying to prevent mass hysteria and stuff like that. So I think that's why some of that stuff got suppressed. But 
that's not good. I mean, we need to know what the problem is. But are they letting everybody in the building burn to death, though? I mean, yes. seriously. <laughs> that's right. It's only like 4%, right? I mean, yeah, only 4% of the people burn <laughs> only to death. Only 4%. Well, 4%. Um, let me tell you something. <laughs> right now, so far. One, of the, one of the best things I've seen recently was a thing about Jaws. And they, like, they used Jaws, the movie, to yeah. kind of – and they were like – all the sharks are like, dude, it's fine. Just, just, you know, just come back in the water. It's all done. We're fine. You know, and they're all, they're all sharpening their teeth and being excited about it. And then somebody posted a whole thing about the whole Spanish influenza in, in, in 1918 and how that happened. And it was kind of going away. And then when it was going away, all the sailors and stuff that were coming back home didn't realize that they had a whole second version of it. And so the U S won the war and, or helped it, whatever. And so they had these giant parades and shit. And then the second wave hit and killed like fucking 500 million people. It was fucking crazy, man. Like, it's just like, chill out, separate. It was the third wave too. And the first wave was like the third wave. The second wave was really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was, it was a, a variation of the virus where it didn't care about age, didn't care about shit. It went straight in and killed people, man. It was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. The and biggest then, thing they said is take zinc and vitamin C because the zinc stops your lungs from going into that ARDS, like where your your body attacks your own lungs. Yeah. So they're saying that if you the biggest thing you could do to help yourself is take C and zinc. And now it's even hard to find zinc picolinate because you go to any health food place and they they're sold out of it. Yeah. Well, and and, and Hoffer, don't forget eat lots of lemons because cancer hates high pH. So I'm a, I have immune issues. I have psoriasis and cerbetic arthritis and stuff like that. And I was taking Humira, which is a immune suppressant. Mm -hmm. So I stopped taking that. I talked with my buddies like, yeah, you probably don't want to be taking an immunosuppressant. Yeah. But then I've been reading a little bit more and, and thinking about it a little bit. And it's almost like you might want to be on the immunosuppressant because a lot of the damage that's being caused isn't necessarily from the virus exploding cells and stuff. But it's your body's immune system response and inflammatory response is what's fucking people up. Turmeric's good too. I mean, turmeric is good. Turmeric and black pepper mixed together. Yeah. Oh, I, I know about that. I mean, turmeric. I was taking turmeric pills, and I could actually manage a lot of my symptoms with turmeric, and then taking over-the-counter anti, uh, you know, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Right. So I've been managing all my symptoms with weed. So that's that's <laughs> thing good. Has anybody I would noticed love to do that? Except I would probably get drug tested and then I'd lose my job. Has, right. has, has anybody noticed that the gas is down to about a dollar fifteen a gallon? Yeah. Yep. And we're we're we What's uh what's California, Tom? We're we're like two dollars now. Two dollars. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Oh. <laughs> two dollars. We that's that's some real shit right there. Yeah. Can't remember when was the last time I saw two dollars in California. She had that was Santa Cruz. What? So town Santa Cruz nine months ago. How much was gas? Probably close to four dollars. Yeah, yeah. Three months ago it was close yeah. to four dollars. Yeah. How how awesome Phil? How awesome Phil is it to sell motorcycles and fuel efficient vehicles? When the fucking price of gas is a buck fifteen. Yeah, it's it's pretty much impossible when the dude comes in and he's like, Well, with my advantage pay and my giant eagle card, I get gas for eighty nine cents a gallon. Uh yeah, it's it's tough. I mean it's it's that, really 
That pulls um, one of the knives out of your scabbard, which was, oh, you know, oh, 100 miles to the gallon. Yeah, oh, yeah well. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah. It's a really good time to be selling used Hummers, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or new There's ones. never a good time to be selling used Hummers. I remember when I worked, I, we had a, an H3, a, a used Hummer H3, and I had to drive it to deliver to the guy. And it was like a 15-mile drive. It was not bad. And what, one of the most hateful pieces of shit I've ever driven. Oh, they're terrible, yeah. Really rotten. Mm. But a good Hummer is really worth it. <laughs> priceless. I second that. <laughs> Absolutely priceless. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, I mean for for just the whole the whole idea, it's a very strange thing. There's a lot of weird shit happening at the exact same time. And uh the irony is just gas is cheaper than it's ever been in anyone's lifetime you know, uh, adjusting for inflation. And yet there's absolutely nowhere you can fucking go to enjoy it. So if I did say like, okay, this is a fantastic time. Uh, business is slow. I'm going to pack up the old Ford Econoline E350, throw the trailer on the back, load it up like the Fisher, Pamp, the Fisher Price Adventure family play set, put the canoes in, the kayaks in, the motorcycles in, and off we fuck into the wilderness. no. People are being arrested for surfing alone outside of 100 feet with anybody around them. And it's like there, there is, we've actually now enforced the, we have fun police. So if somebody says, it looks like you're having fun, you are social distancing the shit out of yourself, but you do appear to be having fun. You, you should have a fine for that. What about um, camping? I mean, why would they close campgrounds? I mean, you're 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 that distance apart, and you're isolating yourself. So because you saw we when we rode last week, you saw why? Because people are fucking idiots in the parks. When remember when we were riding through the parks, and there was like a thousand people having barbecues and cough yeah. cough. They they don't want you infecting the bears. We actually, I mean, Peggy's been pushing for. I mean, we were trying to talk about what we're going to do this summer because you know we camp, we have the RV and everything. Man, I don't know if the state parks are going to be open or not, but she was talking like, hey, maybe we should just sell the RV and buy a boat. We can <laughs> take the boat out on the lake. Yeah, the, uh, for anybody who's interested, the, down at the end of my street here, um, <clears throat> that Woodhaven Beach Association that you guys all know and love, the Woodhaven Beach Association is private property. I'm Lake Erie. <clears throat> so I, I don't think anybody's allowed to come onto your private property to arrest you for uh, a violation. If, you, if uh, you go out in a boat, or is are they going to come out and say, "Hey, you can't be out here in the middle of the water in a boat"? You know, like, you I got to go back home. We've been fortunate in that we have not had to deal with it on the big levels, but I think all the beaches in California and the beaches in Florida, they've all pretty much said that these beaches are now closed. Not so. Today. Florida's opening today. Florida yeah, Jacksonville is today. Really? Jacksonville, yeah. How's Disney, how's Disney feel about that? I'm sure not happy. Yeah. I mean, when the mouse, when the mouse is back in operation, um, it's like they say uh, Waffle Houses. So Waffle Houses in a hurricane. Right. The Waffle House is closed, fucking leave town. Yep. Uh, <laughs> because that's the standard. Waffle Houses are considered to be like the lowest common denominator. Uh, yeah. They're considered to be like the emergency uh, essential the, services. Yeah, the last place to get fried. The last place to get fried pork is uh, <laughs> awful, awful house. And 
but somebody said it's like if you're down south and you see the waffle houses are closed it's time to fucking leave by the way by the way um the end of the world is near because just last week i got a bag of vegan pork rinds (laughs) i don't know what's in them and i don't know if they're healthy i don't know anything but they don't have animal products in them and they tasted like fucking pork rinds unless they actually contain vegans i challenge the entire concept right but we're probably dead soon just I went and did a bulk buy of pork whenever I I saw the first article about Smithfield closing and everything. I'm like, oh, I better. (laughs) So I spent a hundred bucks. I bought three pork shoulders, two pork loins. (laughs) Would you say you're a pork shoulder holder or are you a pork shoulder hoarder? A hoarder. Over the shoulder holder. (laughs) A boulder holder. And over the shoulder pork holder. Yeah. Hey guys, check out check out this base gasket. Out of a piece of corrugated cardboard. It is literally corrugated cardboard. It's actually a a double A battery package. Oh, it is. (laughs) It looks like it's leaking. It looks like it's leaking on two of the three sides. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one transfer port though. That's sexy. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, smoking some beef tomorrow. Making pulled beef. And we're having a fire tomorrow night in the front yard. So, how are you? That's if cool. Anybody wants to be socially distant, right? Come on down. Over, and I have plenty of beer. <clears throat> and your you know, corona can be cured by fire or pulled beef sandwiches. <laughs> Just make sure you stay at the end of the laneway. Yeah. The laneway. <laughs> that fire will kill anything. You just got to heat it up enough. Yeah. All right. Just stand in the fire, and you're fine. Good hot fire. Make, make sure it gets to 160 degrees and you're okay. That's exactly right. <laughs> I, I, that you know, was, that was one of my favorite things is some asshole was like, oh, dude, if it hits 70 degrees, you're fine. So just put your head yeah. on 70 degrees. It's like, yeah, Celsius, you fucking asshole. It's not fucking Fahrenheit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This, this no. disease will never survive summer. I was, I was going to say that I hate it when I – I think I'm buying organic vegetables, and when I get home, I discover that they're just regular uh, donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yep. I love donuts. Beckers. (laughs) Beckers, if you call ahead, they'll make you a cinnamon swirl with maple on top. Nice. I bought a dozen uh, Beckers uh, yesterday. They're, they're so good. I love Becker's Donuts. Back when I was single, I used to pay girls to do cinnamon swirls with the, <laughs> the cream on top. Maple on top? <laughs> right. Yeah. Did I you don't. call ahead, Cinch? No. No, that was, that was a service they provided. <laughs> well, some people call it ahead, but yeah. <laughs> the... Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I was I was I was literally straining to find anything of motorcycle content only because on top of this we do we have been given the triple whammy we are supposedly lockdown orders uh, yeah, no being able to be together and do motorcycle shit together um, although trying to get out and stretch the wheels whenever possible and then snow 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 and fuck you more snow um, it's it's it is getting it is getting absolutely insane uh, around here right now. Uh, here's where I think it's hilarious. The activity that we've had on Facebook marketplace, you know, we keep 10 or 12 bikes on Facebook marketplace at all times and all your cars. Yeah. Facebook marketplace is 
the, uh, it is the cross section of America. If you want to know what state this country's in, it's Facebook marketplace. <laughs> it tells you everything you need to know about a culture. Um, I have had a person today go into our shop and they looked at that Moto Guzzi uh, V11 California that we have. That's, you know, it's got the fully adjustable suspension, linked brakes and the whole deal. It's fuel injected. And, you know, it's an older Moto Guzzi and it fucking runs perfect and it's great. And we had it listed for uh, $3,000, but then we dropped the price to 2,500 bucks. So for 2,500 bucks, you get an 1,100 cc motorcycle that does everything great, and it works great. I've had it to over 125 miles an hour. It's a wonderful bike. That's what the weird ergonomics, though, right? It's it's, it's it, it is ergonomics. It is very much Italian cruiser, um, which should never exist. The uh, but it does have a very kind of a an upright or an ACAC gunner riding position. The uh, for twenty five hundred bucks, man, that's yeah. a good deal on that bike. It's a really good deal on virtually any motorcycle. Um, it's a fair price to pay. If anybody ever says, "So I was looking at this motorcycle and it was twenty five hundred dollars," the first question out of your mouth should be, "Is it Chinese?" Um, and then if the answer is no, it's Italian, you should then go, "Is that even running? worse?" You know, is it running? Is it currently <laughs> functional and rideable? Or is so it a Benelli? Is it a Benelli? Because is it a Benelli? Right? Yeah. <laughs> The dude, the dude came out and he's like, well, you know, I'm looking at another one uh, right now in, in Philadelphia, but uh, the one that we have has got like 20,000 miles on it. The one he's looking at in Philadelphia has 70,000 miles on it. Wow. <laughs> and he's, he's actually trying to, and he said, well, he goes, well, I don't know. He goes, your bike was really dirty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I went, it's be because I just I just rode it three days ago, and I happened to be riding it, and it happened to rain while I was riding it. And God forbid me if I didn't make it all greasy and slobbery and you know smear pig spit all over the damn thing. There you put a working bicycle or motorcycle up for fucking sale. You exactly. And and by the it's, way, it's the best evidence ever that the bike is fucking running is when right. it's still kind of fucking dirty. It's yeah. like HGTV when they're looking at like the three houses and decide which one to buy and like. In Invariably, they buy the one that's not in the neighborhood they wanted, out of their budget, and but it has it has the cabinet fittings they like and the walls are the right color. But that shit yeah. is so amazing because they're always like, my wife's a substitute teacher and I make wicker baskets, and we're looking for a house. Yeah, our, our budget is two point eight million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking assholes. I know. So, I just think it's funny that this guy's gone back and forth with me seven times over a bike that is literally $2,500, which tells me he's not interested in buying the bike. He's just fucking lonely. Right. And that's what it is. And yeah. we're getting all these people now that they don't really want to buy motorcycles because that would mean they'd have to stop interacting with you. So the deal can never be over. The deal, which used to be like a three-step closing process, is now a 36-step closing process because people are fucking lonely. Um, your, old, your old people, like old white men, are being social distanced by their family, and they deserved it for the past 20 years, but now there's an excuse. So their only hope is guys who run motorcycle dealerships. So, Phil, I noticed that you had that sign on your door that said uh, serious, like, sale only, call this number. Uh, it, does that mean that 
people are just trying that much more to waste your time? Yeah. Or well, what's funny is people will knock on the door right where yeah. the phone number is printed. Um, and, and just, yeah, exactly. They'll just keep pounding on it and we'll point at the number and we'll make the universal symbol for get, call me and they'll still pound on the door and you, you eventually just fucking yield. And I like to pull the trick on them where I walk towards the door, but then I fake it and I go through the service department and roll the roll up <laughs> open. So they never expect that. You guys um, should it, definitely it, it, do something where they're like, we've determined that the safest way for us to be is naked. And then you're just inside <laughs> naked. And if you really want to come in and fucking view the bikes, you have to deal with James down. You and everyone yeah. naked. No, no. If you if you want to come in, you have to take off all your clothes. True, because right. that's contaminated. You don't need that in the shower. Right. We did think that it would be a good idea because this system does work, by the way. Filtering who comes into the shop has saved me about... Maybe you should just make people wear a garbage bag over themselves. <laughs> also a good plan. The uh, filtering who's coming into the shop has saved me about 32 hours a week of wow. wasted time. The, uh, but the idea is we're thinking that once this is over, instead of calling it over, we're going to call it a step down. So the people who are at the highest risk we're going to still filter them out. So anybody who's over 51 is going to have to show cash. <laughs> and if they're over 51 and they can show cash, come on in. But we sold a pair of goggles to a guy today who told us that um, one, uh, he was, uh, he already had it. So he couldn't get it again because he had it back in February or in November. And two, that he was far too sexy to get COVID. <laughs> oh, but he already had it. Right. Well, this was when he said he already had it. I said, I don't think that was COVID. And he said, well, I'm too sexy to get it anyway. And uh, then he came in and we all gave him a lot of room and uh, we gave him plenty of space and he bought a pair of goggles and then. <clears throat> yeah, that was it. So it, uh, it's, it's just, it's a weird, it's a weird environment trying to sell people things in this environment. So yeah, it's weird. So you, you know, what do you do? Like Chris, you know, Chris, the idea is you hold money towards the window and you just be like, I have money, shake the money and say, I want, I want to spend this money. Right. I'm going to buy something. Right. I'm going to buy something. I swear to God, I'm going to buy something. We've been tricked a few times. Flash cash for entry. Flash cash for entry. <laughs> Swipe your credit card. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> anybody with a, anybody over a 700 credit score gains entrance. Yep. There's a $25 cover charge. Damn it, Nick. That's a really good idea. Well, I was $500 refundable deposit to come into the store. How about that? That's, <laughs> yep. that was the, that's what we've been doing all week long is I've been selling. I mean, I have been actually closing deals and selling bikes in the parking lot. Yeah. Mask on, nice. mask, mask on, gloves on the whole deal. I will bring the bikes out to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, because let me, let me just say this, this thing is not going to let up anytime soon. No. And we're not going to solve this by ending lockdown. We're going to have to adapt. Right. We're going to have to change the way we work and live. Um, you know, that's the only way we're going to be able to, to, you know, get, get the economy going again before this thing is over. Because if we wait till this thing's over, everything's going to be stopped. That's right. You know, you know what the funny part is, is that like a lot of people that only shop at Amazon and only shop online at Walmart and all these other places are like, I can't go out and do stuff. It's like you want to be 
before that. You were watching Netflix. You were jerking off and fucking your wife and ordering fucking whatever you were. So shut the fuck up and just do the same right. thing you're doing. Before just, this, you haven't left your house in 13 days. Yeah, right. Just, yeah, like, thank God. You know, it's like we've set ourselves up for like being home. Like, can you imagine 40 years ago trying to do this? There was no Netflix. There was no Hulu. There was no fucking internet. There was no nothing. You would be going, you would, there would be a lot of family murders 40 yeah. years ago. Or, or Steve, you'd be reading books. Well, of course. You, that, okay. That's a rarity because most people can't read at this point. Like they're fucking <laughs> level. You just need records too. Right. You know, yeah. This is like, it was for yeah. you. <laughs> When we were growing up, there were like a thousand fast food restaurants and a thousand shops. So what did you do? You went outside and you played and you came home. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't see the big deal. This is like, to me, I like this. I like it better now than it was before. Yeah. I mean, I, I, love, be- I love the fact that nobody can say, dude, why aren't you here? Because I'm fucking home. That's why I'm not there. Yeah. And I'm happy yeah. to be here. I miss the podcast. I miss going to the shop to do the podcast together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, right. Right. And I look forward to Friday night to see everybody. I mean, I, I see you, but it's like, it's kind of, this is kind of bullshit, but it's still, <laughs> but I mean, it's still okay. And the best time I had. You're just last, a grumpy sewer guy. <laughs> no, I'm saying the best time I had in the last two weeks is when we went riding. Right. You know, it's we, funny. we were standing 10 feet apart. Yeah, we, we never we hugged each other. We were kissing. And, and we were fucking each other in the butt. We were just fucking riding bikes, which is fine. And like that's the thing. Yeah, like, for distancing. <laughs> it's not that hard. It's like if you just stay home during the week, you do your shit, you work, whatever. Like, fortunately, we have a hobby that we can actually participate in right now and not be unsafe. Like we can yeah. ride and do stuff and not be unsafe. So it's cool. Dude, if we were fucking square dancers right now, we'd be super fucking pissed. <laughs> the, the fact that we're not like clog dancers or square dancers or, you know, fucking water polo team or something, we should be thrilled that the shit that we like to do is kind of in line with the shit you're supposed to do. The, um, the, biggest, the biggest bummer of my whole thing right now is we can't go to Porco. Which is in your back. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, like once right in a there, while, it'd yeah. be nice to go and have a drink at a place that made good drinks instead of buying shitty beer or doing whatever, you know? Right. I think it's probably best if I just don't go to Porco. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, I always get sideways. I always. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's funny. Tommy Mac, things are getting dark over where you are. Yeah. Well, I was I, I was losing internet connection out in the garage, and I, so I'm bouncing back and forth, and I didn't have time to get set up and everything. I was dealing with grandma and stuff, so your whole family trying to shit. So your whole family is super stoked that you smell like gas right now, right? <laughs> they don't give a fuck about me, to be honest. <laughs> Piper, Piper's up on the third floor, like she just—I don't even see her anymore. I got in big trouble because. I came home, I fucked around, I cooked dinner, did all kinds of stuff. I thought she was over at Grandma's. I didn't hear a peep out of her. So I took over everything over to Grandma's, and Peggy's like, where's Piper? I'm like, I thought she was here with you. She's at the house. I'm like, I didn't fucking know. She didn't say shit to me. I came and went, and she didn't even know I was here. She didn't even care. Didn't say a word to me. Welcome to Teenagers. Yeah, I'm like, well, fuck her. She doesn't get dinner then. She can have leftovers. I'll take it home when I go home. But that's why we matter. Once you get over the teenager thing, that's why all your buddies matter, and that's why it's okay. Smith, you're hammered, aren't you? What's 
going no, on? No, not yet. I'm doing pretty well. What right. about you? <laughs> I can only imagine what my little 13-year-old is doing with massive amounts of alone time, <laughs> you know, up doing whatever she's doing. I don't want to even fucking know. But I just keep telling her, don't disappoint me. John, is, is this one yours or is this Nick's? Uh, <laughs> I think that's – I'm not – yeah, no, that's Nick's. Uh, Give that back to Nick. All right. Yeah. All right. You never know. There's always oh, a black what there. What do you got there, Crump? Noah's, Noah's Mill. Mill. All right, let me have a taste of it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pass it around. Daniel, Daniel always oh. has, he probably has like his whole retirement fund is in booze. And he only like breaks out a, a shot or two. And teases us with all his exciting booze. Those amazing booze. Yeah. Do you ever get the feeling that your cat would really love it if you would just vigorously itch its asshole? Because my cat is always presenting his asshole to me. And I'm like, I'm not going there, bud. I'll scratch your tummy. I'll scratch everything. But I am not going to fucking itch your asshole for you. Yeah, that's okay all. then. Yeah. Oh, the African twin deal just got sweetened. <laughs> <laughs> I get you some. I get you some cat scratch fever, baby. <laughs> All right, let me ask you guys this: If we're Bump, still uh, in this Pacific, <laughs> almost there. If almost we're still there. in this specific situation, come uh, um, Mid Ohio time, what are we doing? Are we doing a virtual Mid Ohio? Are we like? Are we going to take our temperatures and hang out, or what are we doing? It's not going to happen. Well, I know it's not going to happen. So I'm saying, what are we? Going to do? <laughs> why don't we go for a ride? Why don't we go for if if it's if we're able to camp someplace? Why don't we just go for a long ride and camp someplace? Yep. And yeah, I'd be down for that. Same yep. here. Yeah, and then, a weekend of this, and we'll film it all and do it all together. But like, like and then eleven and eleven days later, we can be the perfect little Corona hotspot right in the middle of Northern Ohio. Nobody sucks each other's dick, dude. We're just, we're just fucking riding with you know. Wait, what? That's not going to happen. Whoa. Hey, speak for yourself, Cinch. <laughs> hey. I'm, I got a small I, mouth. I got big hands. That's all I got. So that's all I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that if it does get shut down, it, it'll be postponed. Because right. if it's postponed, everything else is getting postponed too. You know, punk rock bowling is off. Um, all the all that stuff, and you know, for us, Mile High Mayhem, the Denver Rally, all that stuff. It's all theater it's bazaar. All right? Yeah, I mean theater bazaar. Yeah, we can probably do that around Christmas. Uh, <laughs> Going down the tubes. Which I love that idea, by the way. <laughs> Barricades have been postponed already, and they're talking about uh, August or September. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with. I'm okay if we just move everything to be October, November events, or maybe just have October be the official month of events. Yeah, or my birth, my my birthday's uh, postponed till next year. There you go. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. I, I feel like I'm just going to roll my vacation into next year. I'll then have – I'll probably have four – get an extra week next year, so I'll have four weeks of vacation, and I will party like a rock star. I'll take a motorcycle adventure one week. I'll do this. I'll live it up next year. I mean, not to be I – mean, I'm curious because I don't work in this kind of environment, 
But with the medical uh, sort of load that we have right now, the amount of uh, clinical uh, lab work and stuff that's piling up all over America, is there any chance if you had that kind of a job that you think there's even a, a, a micro blonde one's chance that you'd get drug tested Anytime in the next 35 days. I'd um, say no, because the unions are fighting it right now. Like the unions where I work yeah. are saying that if you call me for a drug test, I'm not going in there because you're risking exposure to, okay. to the coronavirus. So fuck you. I'm not going. And I would even- say 100% yes, that most of these, most of your employers are fucking assholes and don't have common sense. Don't give a fuck about you. And if it came up that you were supposed to get a drug test, by God, they'd fucking send you. While they're working at home, they'd make you go down and get it and would fuck you over just the same or harder, even with this thing going on. Mr. Smith. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you over that at the Cleveland Clinic, they've suspended all random drug testing. Okay. Yeah. Right. Just and let me just FYI. say for, for healthcare workers, right now would be a really bad time to fire somebody for smoking pot. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that that's yeah, that's a good point. Also, as a point. general humanistic thing, smoking pot keeps me from killing a lot of people. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. Where's that noise coming from? Oh, you, excuse uh, me. No, I'm saying there's like a a. a gurgling sound coming through yeah somebody's doing something i don't know oh that that might be my boiler okay nick i'm gonna i'm gonna mute you. i'll mute it all right there nick uh, that was it nick's muted was that it yep. what the hell kind of boiler do you have nick <laughs> hold on i gotta unmute him to hear all right oh, bring it over it's nick boiler. it's his heater for his house is it a steam is it steam hey on yeah, it's just hot water, water heat is hot it water. just hot water? Yes. Yeah. I mean, usually steam sounds like that, but why is hot water sounding like that? I don't know. It's got noisy water. You have you have air in the lines, or you have are you low on water? I don't think so. It, what, what's what the sound, pressure on what, it? It should be twenty pounds. Okay, let's see. Let's see. We're gonna look at this together. Yeah. Okay. And then you can and then you can cough into the microphone. It'll tell you if you have the corona. You see that? It's showing about twenty pounds. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. We're at um, about 110 degrees Fahrenheit. <clears throat> that's kind of low. That's and low. Are you, that, I mean, the thing is that at 20 pounds, it should be resting temperature or resting pressure should be 20 pounds at like 70 degrees. Really? You might have air. Do you have um, Do you have uh, air bleeds on your radiators? Yes. Go You're learning on. shit right now. Steve's got to head over nothing. there for a service I know call. nothing about this stuff. You got to bleed all the upper radiators, like the top. I don't know how tall your house is. I and mean, what do you have? A two-story house? Yeah. So you right. got you have to go to your top radiators, and there's a key you put in the the, the <laughs> bleed valves and see if there's any air in it. Okay. So let's look at one of my radiators real quick. They also have little caps and Schrader valves on them. If they're old, you can just bleed the air out of the Schrader valves. Right. The old the old Cleveland Moto POC shop was all hot water heat. And <laughs> bleed. This is one of my radiators. Is this what you're talking about? Yeah, so that one, you, you need to, there's a key that goes, in, you, there's a little tiny key that they sell at hardware stores, and you open it, you see if there's any air in there, but usually it's the top one, on the top floor will have air. 
Mm. Okay. Well, any of them couldn't get cash air, so. Right. Well, any of them can, but typically it's the top. Typically it goes to the top. So, but at twenty pounds, it seems to be okay. I mean, twenty pounds is usually what you carry in that system. And so, what would I do? Would I just get one of those keys and open it and wait till water comes out? Yeah. Well, water should come out immediately. So, okay. Mean, well, unless there's been and now that we've lost twenty-seven thousand listeners, that's uh, you know. Oh no! But we picked up the entire HVAC union. Right. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Fucking those guys are. Like, Wait, just, I'm, uh, gonna, I'm gonna mute myself again so you can't hear the boiler. Right. And I was gonna say, if we're talking about problems, let me show you my wiener. I have this weird lump, and I want to. <laughs> hey, Cinch, call Rand if you got a problem there. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Wait, so have we heard from Rand? Yeah, have we heard from Rand? Uh, no, we, we have not. Uh, let me let me take a quick look. I'm going to go ahead. And overboard. <laughs> you guys are have we heard from any of the uh, uh, listeners? I'm sorry? Have we heard from any of the listeners involved? Yeah, we have. But We heard from the one COVID girl. Right. She's, she's 19 and easy to catch. <laughs> <laughs> You got a number? Uh, I've been lonely for about a month. You know, a lot of a lot of countries got the COVID, but China got it right off the bat. Fucking bad jokes. Oh, I guess. Uh, what was it like? Uh, tomorrow is like National Bat Day or something. Really? <laughs> you know, there's like made up holidays for everything. I think it, apparently like April 18th is National Bat Day or something. My girlfriend was telling me. Really? I was like, oh, it's 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 like Bat Awareness Day. I'm like, we're all pretty fucking aware of bats right now. <laughs> yeah, fair I'm pretty fucking far from okay. <laughs> you know, actually, that that brings up an issue. Not not to prolong the 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 COVID portion of this podcast, but <laughs> I'm I'm worried about because. You know, this spread from animals to us, to humans. What's going to prevent us from spreading it to animals here that are going to spread it back to us later? I mean, you know, that guy that fucked a tiger. Right? Always wear a prophylactic. Mm -hmm. So this is what I think the tiger, this is what I think the situation with the tiger in, uh, what was it, the Bronx Zoo? Yeah. They said a tiger tested positive for COVID-19. Yep. I would like to point out that if you look at when Tiger King was released on Netflix and when the $1,200 stimulus checks came out, this fell right in the middle because I think everyone's takeaway from Tiger King was, is you can own a tiger for $2,000. <laughs> that's horrible. Horrible. So I'm pretty sure that's where the, I think that, I think the, the COVID tiger in the Bronx Zoo is AstroTurf. That tiger's fucking fine. Yeah, he's but fine. they don't want us all going out and buying $2,000 tigers. Cause you watch Scarface and he's like, He's having his wedding. He's like, hey, look at my tiger. And everybody runs down and he shows him off his tiger. And now we're realizing, in retrospect, thanks to Joe Exotic, we realized that that was probably the cheapest thing he ever owned. Yes. The tiger was probably like 600 bucks in 1983 money. Sure, but ask <laughs> how that turned out for him. Oh, yeah. I just want to know how the fuck the tiger got a test and most, most people can't get one. Right. They're fucking testing tigers. Yeah, I'm surprised how the cat now is with Nick over there in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Go ahead and pass him over, Nick. Oh, yeah? Send him over this way. Yeah. Oh. All right, there he goes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there he goes. Yeah, we got him. <laughs> that is awesome. All right, Nick. That is awesome. 
There he goes. Oh, he's he's back again. Oh, oh. There he goes. All right, there you go, Nick. That's the last time we can do that. My cat just got a case of the ass and fucked off hard. <laughs> I just got little kitty cat 16 wheel drive right across my trousers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, there was a. That was a. That was it. That's the last time we played that game. <laughs> You're like bleeding in 19 places. You're like <laughs> <laughs> fucking cat claws. Here he is, Phil. He's oh, there he is. He fucked off the John's house. <laughs> he came over to me. He fucked off the John's house. Oh, good. I know. I want to start podcasting in the garage because my neighbor's got a black cat that's an outside cat, and she walks into my garage when it's open like she owns the place. Perfect. The running yeah, gag of all guys. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and Oscar's going to get a black cat right now. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to show up with a black cat. Of course, it'll have stripes on it like a zonkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A tiny zebra. There you go. <laughs> I swear to God, it's a Siberian tiger. <laughs> um, uh... <laughs> yeah, I think that's a decent idea. Anything else at this point? I think that's it. Anybody got any other reason we should post, uh, prolong the bleeding? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tom, yeah. how is California better than our shitty state at this point? Give us a two-second rundown because we're snowing. Ohio's not shitty. Well, uh, well we've, we've been sheltering in place now for a month, and, mm -hmm. and we've, we've kept the outbreak – the, the pace of the outbreak has slowed significantly, so so I'm I'm you know feeling cautiously optimistic about the approach that we're taking out here, um, but it's still spreading. You know we're still getting more cases here in Santa Cruz. Uh, we've had two deaths here in the city already. Um, you know we're I think we're doing better than a lot of other parts in the country. Um, I, I don't know what the measures have been like in Ohio, but from what I gather, you guys didn't shelter nearly as soon as we did. Um, but you also didn't have outbreaks quite as soon as we did either. But we've, we've been taking it very seriously out here, and I think it's for good reason. Um, you know, we're, you know we're, we're lining up in the grocery store. Like we have a line to get into the grocery store because they're only letting a few people in at a time. Yeah. And uh, it's a real pain in the ass, but let me tell you, it's, it's, it's better than getting this, this disease. Um, you know, so, you know, we're, we're, we're managing, we're keeping inside. Um, I, although I did hear today that they are, they're talking about reopening some of the state parks and beaches here. Um, I'm really worried about that because there have been, you know, e even though our measures have been pretty strict, we've, We've had a lot of people here who have not been taking it seriously, and I'm worried that that the fact that they're starting to loosen things already um, with state parks and beaches could potentially cause a, you know a, a second wave to hit, uh, especially the beaches because the weather's getting nice out here. People have been cooped up and they're they're getting stir crazy. I'm really worried that if they open the beaches up, people are going to flock to it like crazy, and it's just going to spread like wildfire. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. What's interesting about, you know, I was looking at like this, the, this number here. Yeah. You see how there's like, there's three columns. There's the, the column where 
total number of people who got it, right. yep. total number of people who died. Yep. But if you look at the recovered column, right. there's zero. So right. yet, they're not saying anybody's really recovered from it. You know, yeah. that center column. So, you know, that's what kind of sucks is when are you going to say that somebody's recovered? Well, they yeah. don't have the antibody test rolled out like right. right now. And until they have that test, you're not going to really be able to say anybody's recovered. Yeah. And honestly, frankly, until we have widespread reliable testing, we really should not be uh, rolling back on these, on these uh, uh, isolating measures because, because we're only opening ourselves up to greater risk if we, if we do that before we know who's sick and who isn't. It is I not, agree. It's I agree. My, it's my hope that our governor, DeWine, is actually just sort of playing along with the federal government and Trump, who's trying to force states to open up. And he's throwing out a date, but I have a feeling that it's not going to be a, okay, there's no more lockdown. It's going to be, yeah, yeah, we're going to, we're going to unlock the state. No, no, we're not. We're going to just say that so that we keep getting money and federal assistance and everything. But in reality, it's going to be a very minimal unlocking of certain specific things. Yeah. It's Sleepy, why did you have to ask another coronavirus-related question? Yeah, thanks, Sleepy. You got to say, um, I think that what we should do is I think uh, best case scenario, I can tell you that for sure we're going to be doing this game again a week from now. Yep. Uh, I don't think there's any chance we're not going to be doing a podcast via Zoom uh, one week from today. So I think that the best thing we can hope to do is uh, somehow try to find some joy in between now and then. Uh, Try to find something that you're into and you can have fun doing and uh, doesn't fuck with anybody else's life. And uh, the best possible thing we can do is is embrace our fucking motorcycles and be safe. Uh, Don't do some stupid shit that's going to put you in the fucking hospital. There you go. Exactly. Right. Learn your fucking Japanese. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's learning Japanese. Yeah, that's that's going to come in handy, by the way. <laughs> Pay special attention to the car shit. Uh, we're need that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, that's it, man. Everybody be sweet to each other and have a goddamn time. Ride fast and take chances. Play us out of here, John. Press the button wherever the button is. Who's got the fucking button? Thank you, Tom, for showing up today. Thanks, Tom. Cheers, man.